Okay, hang on, let me do one last potato chip. Is that a, is that a sour cream and onion? Is that a... What flavor mm. you got there? Is that an original? I want you to guess. Um, well, I, it's either original or sour cream and onion or... Best guess. Get, or it's a, it's, a, it's a limon. What the fuck, Bo? The lime It's not chips? a limon. Ooh, it's buddy. not a limon. Stop it with that. It? It's not a limon. You what know it's it? not a limon. What kind of do am I the kind of guy? Not that there's anything wrong with lichen limon. Is Natalie Moan? Okay, there's nothing wrong with lichen limon. That is not the the issue here. But if you look at me, sort of aesthetically, just from an overall kind of dude standpoint, you think I'm the dude that's really getting down with limon potato chips? Do you think I am? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Maybe. Are you doing, was it, that felt like a, a normal potato chip. Thing. Make a good guess. Make a real guess. A sour cream and onion. Wrong. Damn it. Say Salt it. and vinegar. Correct. That is you. You are right. Right. <laughs> Isn't that me? Salt and vinegar. Isn't that me? All right. One more before we start. Okay. Well, we, this is in the show. It's not like this isn't. This is part of the show. That was good content. Okay. Well, hey, everyone. My name is Bo. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Tope Suicida. It's what wrestling can be. Yeah. Welcome to two separate independent shithouses. We have one, my co-host, Mike Whitman. In what appears to be his closet. That's correct. I'm in a walk-in closet right now, everyone. I'm in a walk-in closet. That's why the sound is so good. He's in a shit closet, and I am on my shit couch at my house uh, across town because we're in the midst of, uh, I would say, that I can recall one of the bigger pandemics in you and I's living history. I mean, the- On this earth. The the biggest. The the biggest. Yeah. Okay. So I was is the biggest. That is it has to. What else is there? Uh, SARS, but that didn't make it here. Right. SARS, SARS is another. Here? SARS is another coronavirus, and it was kind of scary, and it did it did kill some people. But like, yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't on this level in terms of it being this widespread and this type of public concern over SARS. You're really ruining everyone's life. <laughs> well, it depends, on, <laughs> it depends on how you look at it, because if you if you. You know, you got a lot of time at home. You kind of get to those projects that you d- weren't otherwise going to get to. Like, for instance, t- I installed a, a basically a brand new bed frame. Cool. <laughs> Look at you. Right? Well, I've also been noticing in the comedy community here in Portland ever since this uh, stay-at-home thing, which is not even a, uh, a legally recognized thing yet in Portland. But it might <laughs> soon be. Uh, hey, everybody. We just want to let you know that we're going to legally recognize the stay-at-home thing. Yeah, we really wish you guys, you guys shouldn't be out at that park. 
uh, you're breathing on each other at the park. You're gonna get sick. It's not good. So go I'm home. gonna go ahead and sign this executive <laughs> order for the stay at home thing. I want everybody to stay at home. Do just keep doing the stay at home thing. It's okay. The governor says it's okay. The sot. It's just the stay at at home thing. Stop. Stop. There's no T there. Where did the other T come from? Stop. Stay. Sot. St- well, the the S T at the beginning of stay. <laughs> that's where I. Stop. Yeah, that's what yeah, happened. Stay. Uh, Stay at home. So it's more like stat, really. I've signed a decree for the stat National Portland Stat. Stat would be an stat. O. The National Portland Stat. Signed, decreed, stay at home. Don't go to the park and breathe on your friends. It's like Spectre in James Bond. Spectre is I'm- special executive for uh, counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. And the SP is special. That's what it stands for. This just- is funny. <laughs> So, okay, everyone, just a little inside baseball with the back end of the show here. Before we started recording, we said, what is this? Is this going to be a short intro? Oh, yeah, let's just fuck. do no bits. Let's do... Uh, <laughs> here we are talking about fucking Spectre and hey, Bond, man. which I just watched Casino Royale last night. This is no joke. And it is a movie that is entirely too long for its own good. Yeah, it's I think like so. It's two hours and 40 minutes, and it just keeps yeah. going. Yeah, it doesn't need to be two hours and 40 minutes. I feel like it's probably the best of the Craigs. No, well, maybe Skyfall. I don't know. I'd have Home to watch alone. them both Home again back to back. Favorite. But I don't want to hear anything about Quantum or especially Spectre. Spectre was the like the end of my friggin' world. That movie, that movie a, sli- hurt me. Isn't Batista pretty good in it, though? Fuck off. <laughs> that movie was a two-hour fucking trip down memory lane where it was like they were like hey do you remember when sean connery and robert shaw fought on that train and from russia with love do you remember do you remember that do you think chris farley would do that bit to this day with modern movies yeah why not that's it was the fucking chris farley show that's exactly what it was did you like did you like that (laughs) did you like it yeah and it was like okay here's a new here's a fight on a train with dave batista i like (laughs) i think batista's a good actor dude i like the stuff that he's in I just thought the movie overall, like, okay, the visuals, like, the aesthetic, all the Day of the Dead stuff at the beginning of the movie was fucking awesome. Oh, I've my God, it. it was beautiful. It I've was never a, seen it. You've I've never seen, seen it? Movie. No, I'll get to it. I'm watching all the Bonds. Oh, right okay. Well, yeah. I've only seen the first three. Of the of the Daniel Craig movies. Yes. Right. But you're familiar the with the rest. You're familiar with the rest of the Bond library, surely. What's that? Are you familiar with the rest of the Bond library? Like the, uh, you know. Layer Cake. Layer Cake is kind of like with Daniel Craig. Fuck it. off. Do you like the Sean? Do you watch the Sean Connery movies? Enduring Love is also a really good Daniel Craig. All right, movie. ladies and gentlemen, let's James move on. Bond, We're going to move on and get the show. <laughs> We're going to get the show started here, since yeah, one of yeah, us is yeah, a podcasting yeah, yeah. pro, and the My other name's one. Bo. The other he did this. <laughs> The other one thinks he can just fuck around because we're in separate shit houses right now. It's the Corona pandemic. Uh, yeah, we just want to let you guys know that uh, in the future, you know, we're going to be coming out with some content that we're able to come out with. It's yeah, not- some uh, little tope drips. <laughs> oh man, the face that Jabot just made after he said tope drips. Because I he know made that, you don't like it. He but made it's that out there fuck, now. He made that canon. I don't know what tope drips means. It's a tope but yeah, drip, baby. Apparently, we're, we're going to come out with some tope drips, everyone. We're going to give all y'all what you desire uh, with tope suicida, and that's tope drip, uh, which uh, in my mind will be uh, shorter episodes, not really, uh, no guests, because Mike and I are just going to. Well, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we if we know. can figure out the technical aspect of it, you know. Yeah, and but probably not any like watching matches. If we, unless we can figure it out, right? Uh, 
But yeah, so we don't know what the shows are going to be about yet, but we'll figure it out. We got some time and we'll release them uh, maybe even more than uh, once a week if we have time to make them. We're both at home yeah. all the time now. Um, Fine. We're so, happy. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, 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 we're happy people. We are not, we're not depressed. Yeah. We're going to take that happiness and, 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 and deliver it in the form of a tope drip right into your ears. It's going to drip right into your ears. And it's going to, you know, when like gross way to say it. a piece of like a, put, uh, not a puddle, but like a, a drip, a, uh, what's that called? Like a drip. The a fuck drop, are you talking about? A droplet. So like a droplet, it's going to drip right into your ear and you can watch it go down each crevice into your into your canal into your ear your ear and then it'll populate your brain and you'll wake up at night you'll be like what was that and and you'll think oh that dream that was like that tope drip that mike did so you're basically saying it's going to be like a brain slug from wrath of khan yes precisely okay see because the other thing that i was as you were mentioning that the imagery that came up to me was uh hamlet's uncle poisoning his father which is at the start of like the, the Hamlet's dad is dead and his brother is now married to his. So I was thinking uh, that maybe uh, the Tope drip could kind of be like the assassination of boring content for viewers in their minds. Okay. Yeah. Right? It's funny because that's exactly what I meant. So great. Okay, cool. Glad so we're on the same, we're on the same. Same yeah, wavelength. But what we're doing today, right, is uh, this is our very first, as you saw, you guys heard, uh, you didn't see it, you heard it at the beginning of the episode, we got uh, a new theme song. You're welcome for that, by the way. This uh, is episode 20, and it's special. It's super special, because this is our very first episode of fucking Wrestling School. Wrestling School. Wrestling, wrestling School. school. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we, this is a series of episodes that we're going to do every once in a while. Frankly, as often as we can do them, yeah, yeah. If we can get if we can get our hands on a wrestler, if we can get these fucking hands on a wrestler, we're gonna put them in a wrestling school episode. Get our hands on a wrestler, and this is where we flip the script for you guys. And uh, God, I can't wait, believe I wait, said flip Mike, the script. Did I tell you that's how I'm cold emailing wrestlers? Hey, can we get our hands on you? Hey, <laughs> and they, no one has responded. No one, not one response, except for Ricky Starks. Do you think like you over at your shit house? And me over at my shit house are on. We're in two different worlds, but as soon as we clapped, we synced up, and that's wrestling, baby. It's not that so. part of the show, Bo. Okay, I I don't disagree with what you just said. Okay, and frankly, I think that was one of your better wrestling invocations. Thank you. It's just not that segment yet. Okay. Shit. Well, I'm all out of wax. Uh, out of wax. I'm all out of wax. I have no candles, no vinyl. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I'm all out of wax. I'm all say, out of wax. I'm, I'm so, so lost without you. you. <laughs> um, I meant to say whack. I've been at home uh, outside of getting groceries alone with my animals for, I think, 11 days. And so all my words are jumbled. Everything's crazy. But I'm happy to be here with you on my couch, you in your closet, to do this episode 20. Wrestling school, wrestling school. Me too. I'm glad that we're doing it, man. We're fucking, in spite of the coronavirus, we are persevering. Mm -hmm. And we had, we were lucky enough to get your buddy. Yes. The Todd bad life Phillips. choice. Caden Cassidy. Caden Cassidy, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Todd Phillips, mm -hmm. on uh, the program, our very first wrestler that we've ever had on. And the way that these work is, rather than Bo and I uh, showing someone that doesn't like wrestling, some wrestling that we like, and then seeing what they think about it, we have a real-life, actual wrestler 
show Bonafide. us mm-hmm. the wrestling that they love and that kind of got them into becoming, that made them want to become a professional wrestler. Yeah. It's yeah, sort it's, of it a, was... a teacher becomes the student type deal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have been talking to Todd about this for a long time. I've known him for shit over 10 years now. That's crazy. Um, he had, he, when we met, he wasn't wrestling, but he, he started wrestling soon after we met. I think he said 2013, I want to say like seven or eight years he's been at it. Um, but I've just kind of been watching him, you know, change and get more popular and whatnot in the local scene all up and down the coast. Uh, and it's just, it's fun to watch and have someone that close to you. He's not even that close, but he's closer than most closer than most wrestling school story. Hey, my name is Bo and I'm closer than most wrestling's. I lost track because my cat, I was doing a bit. Oh, is that what that was? I'm like, I was doing a bit. Your kid, is that you? Is that really your cat? Is your cat 750? Is your cat King Kong Bundy? Is Can that you what you, who your cat is? He's trying to get his cat food. What the fuck? He's opening, he's, yeah, he's. Does he have a sledgehammer and opposable thumbs? What's well, going on over there? He's opening up his cap, the cabinet over there. You can't see it. No one can see it. Um, but then he can't do it all the way because he's a cat. He's a real, real weakling, you know? And he can't pull the whole door open, so it just opens and shuts, opens and shuts. We got to build you a closet. Yeah, I have a closet. Just uh, real great. quick, everyone, uh, I want to give you a, a quick temperature update. Um, I would say it's probably about 83 degrees in the closet right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, temperature update. Uh, it's cool and comfortable here on the shit couch. <laughs> Sitting in a cool 68. Mike's up to about an 84 and with how mad Bo is making me, which seems to happen every episode, I feel like the temperature is only going to increase as we go on here. Yeah. Well, I think, is there anything else we really need to talk about besides like, hey, we're going to roll into this. It might be a, a, a bit different of an episode, but you're going to enjoy it. We enjoyed it. He was great to have to talk to. Yeah. Uh, Super fun to have Todd on. Uh, really thankful that we got a wrestler on the program. Uh, I think it's a really cool twist on what we've been doing. He was a good dude. I'm really looking forward to watching him wrestle live. Yes. If we ever, if, if the world ever reverts back to that state. Right. In, in, in the branch of the multiverse in which it isn't a 28 days later eventuality. Mm -hmm. I would love to go watch Todd wrestle live. I think that would be a blast. It would be really fun to cheer for him. Uh, and frankly, I don't know if Todd is going to listen to this, but he will. uh, He definitely will. Do you think so? Yeah. Hey, Todd, uh, I don't know if you need a couple of dorky managers, <laughs> but I felt <laughs> I feel like I know a couple of dudes. Yeah, that I could... think I know a couple cool dudes. A couple of real professionals on the yeah, microphone. Yeah, we're pretty good. One of them makes good references and has good premises he can pull the other one rambles a bit maybe something funny will come out of it gets lost typically <laughs> but that's okay that's why you got two hosts one of them pulls that cane out on the vaudeville stage and jerks <laughs> the other one by the neck back to behind the curtain baby that's wrestling oh yes i see you've joked behind the counter <laughs> Curtain, I mean, you jumped the curtain tonight. Oh, yes, you curtain jumpers. <laughs> I see you busted again. Oh, don't jump the railing at a professional wrestling event because the security will bust you. <laughs> they'll bust all over you. They'll bust on your head and they'll bust on your solar plexus. 
Anyway, that's Wardlow. This is Todd. What was Coke Black? So Coke Black was black coffee and Coke literally combined. No. It was fucking awful. It was horrible. I couldn't get past it. I'll never forget. Uh, it was at the Lloyd Center. And I, I'm walking past. I'm about to go see a movie. And this super hot Latina girl comes up. And she's like, hey, guys. Want to try a Coke Black? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yes, oh, I do. Please, I will, I will take two. <laughs> so, so, so I guzzled the first one, kind of gave the mm, look. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what movie it was. it was. I think it was like uh, Vertical Limit. No, it was a uh, Ninja Assassin. Yeah, Ninja, yeah, super dope movie. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, my best friend, uh, he looks at me and he pukes in his bottle, Ugh. and he's holding it. And then out of nowhere, he. Uh, like drops it and just rolls all the way to the front of the theater. Oh yeah. my god! I don't like it yeah. at all? Yeah, but it was awful, dude. Bad news. I love that though when someone um, walks up to you and you think that they are saying hello to you in earnest, but they're actually either trying to sell you something. Or, so I was in college <laughs> and it was really uh, I was I was not having a great time. I was depressed. I was hungry. So I was. It's funny because I just brought over Panda. I was also eating at Panda. In college, and I'm like sitting in the quad by myself with my panda, and like the most beautiful girl in the world walks up to me and goes, "Do you mind if I finish my lunch here?" And I'm like, "There must be some kind of a mistake. This, this is, is not. Prank. This is not like where are the it's, it's a trap. Where are the camera? It's a trap. Where are the cameras? Right?" So she sits down. We just start talking. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is actually happening. This is insane." And then uh, she's like, "You know, you look kind of. You just look kind of down." So I thought I would. Sit down and She's um, a nice person, you know. <laughs> see if see if you had um, heard the good news. Yeah. Coming to the ring, standing at six foot one, weighing 290 pounds, inhaling from Atlantic City's the bad life choice, Caden Cassidy. Thanks, man. It's good to be here. To our shithouse. Probably the probably the best interesting <laughs> thing I've had in a while. Get us it's a job. Than, it's than being called, <laughs> I've been called I've been called Cadence Cassidy. Ooh. Ca- Candy Cassidy. I'm like Candy Cassidy's pretty good though. No, man, I'll take it. <laughs> it just sounds a little bit wrong. Have you thought about adopting those those mistakes as alternate personas? Oh, fuck yeah, man. Of course. Go Mick Foley on it. Yeah. It's like Caden gets thrown out the ring. I come back in a candy corn outfit. Candy, candy gets thrown candy. out the damn <laughs> ring. Come back with some pigtails. Caden gets thrown out the ring. <laughs> Well, there goes Cadence. His three personas are all candy. Yeah, I, dude, I've I've had this idea for years to be like a, a pep named Slickback from Boondocks, where I have like a fa- obviously fake wig. I have a girl like hold like a mannequin's head, and right before I get in the damn ring, I just take it off, put it on the head, just a big ass thing of hair, get in, and I've wanted to get thrown over the top rope. Like a, like a rumble, right? Yeah. Put back on the hair and go Just go right back. back through. <laughs> like, here's a, yeah, this is a little interlude with going bald and then going right back with the hair <laughs> to the back. I've wanted this for years. Oh. Just could never get that. I could never get it just right. We That's need awesome. to. Ma- I feel like we need to help make it happen. I mean, we can facilitate it. In Dude, any I've, way I've had so many like little ideas. I had, um, 
actually, oh, you would definitely know this. What's Do you up? remember Mercy Graves? No. <laughs> oh, Wait. No. Mercy, uh, Lex Luthor's uh, lieutenant. Oh, I thought this was the person we used to work with. No, 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 no. <laughs> was she in the TV department? Well, I think she sold radios. She was super hot. Oh, yeah, Mercy. Yeah, yeah. you were there. Mercy Graves. Yeah, so I, want, I wanted my little Mercy, kind of like China, and I was. I wanted her to be like, you know, my limousine driver. Yeah. And have her be super hot and whip everybody's ass. So I kind of, <laughs> I had that for for a hot second. Oh, she they, had the short, tiny gloves. Yes. Thinking of the cartoon now. Yes, but it is the cartoon. She had that, uh, that really cool just dress. Like Har- just like Harley was introduced in Batman. Yeah. Mercy's introduced in Superman. Dope. And uh, uh, I tried to get that going, and, you know, I had a buddy of mine do it for me. Next thing I know, we change up our, our, our gimmick just a little bit, and then I, we become more like uh, like club hoppers or something like that. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> but we were like, we came out, we've come out to so much shit. We, we, I came out to Flashlight at one point by Parliament, which if you don't like that song, fuck you. Oh, um, no, cool. Parliament's the shit. Yeah. And then we had a, a show called Project 42 up in Seattle, and I called my homegirl up, and I'm like, hey, I want to do something special. I want I want to break out and dance and just kill it. And he's like, you dance? I'm like, fuck yeah. I just don't show that side of me. So so <laughs> it was a Wakanda Relief Fund show. It was hilarious. Oh. So this, we had this comedian uh, slash wrestler named Ethan HD. Uh, owns a comic book shop. Super cool dude. Um, so we come out and it's like... Uh, you know, Wakanda's like theme, you hear the drums and shit playing. We come out, wave into the crowd, and all of a sudden the music just drops. And then you hear the sexy saxophone. And it's like, all I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. So it became like a fucking twerk session and shit. We had money thrown at us and shit. It was fucking dope. It's one of the dopest like things. And then my opponent, uh, Devil Drexel, uh, and uh, Udo, uh, they were trying to out twerk us. Fucking one of the funniest fucking nights uh, I've ever had in wrestling. Very simple fucking match. But like the, the uh, when we when we left, I was like, "You got forty two fucking dollars." <laughs> Here's your PO for the night. <laughs> oh, well, Todd here, uh, he is. This is episode twenty, big episode. Really? Is, uh, and so we decided, hey, let's invite my buddy Todd on here, who I used to work with at Circuit City, who happens to be a local professional wrestler. Fucking Probably local. even more than Portland. I assume you go up and down, um, Seattle, Eugene. Is it, uh, been to Canada, been to Portland. Right on. Seattle, obviously. Uh, NorCal, trying to get to SoCal, but the goddamn market is book solid. Yeah, I'm, I'm Super sure. hard to get yeah. in. Mm. Uh, Texas, been in New Jersey. Trying to get into Florida right now. Dope. Well, that's awesome. We're so happy to have you here. So we usually... People that have listened, the what, 15 of the people that listened? They probably know the I format. Think there's 20 people <laughs> that listen to the show. I'll make, I'll make it 22. Yes! Yeah. This is what we want. Uh, we usually show comedians in the Portland area uh, wrestling that they don't know about. Um, but you're going to show us two matches that inspired you to get to where you are and get going. Ooh, yeah. so like a reversal. Talk, yeah, it's like we don't need to talk about it yet, though. We can still talk. We can still talk. Just talk to yeah. Todd. I'm sure you got some stories. Let's do oh, some of that. Dude, yeah. There's always some bullshit that goes on. It's always some bullshit. There's the stories of motherfuckers pissing in bottles before they go out to the entrance. There's the stories of guys taking laxatives under the ring and then shitting in buckets. No. It always fucking <laughs> happens. It's, some, it's always some bullshit, man. Wrestling is one big goddamn... It's, it's a fucking circus. There's always fucking something. You yeah. Know? Um, fuck, what was it? A uh, fucking guy was getting fucked in the back of a locker room before he went out to his entrance. Came out with his trunks a little too tight. Oh no! Oh no! There's always something. There's always there's <laughs> oh, no. never a simple goddamn night. There's always something. Is wrestling full torqued? Is <laughs> all tuck, no play. Oh, all tuck, <laughs> not full torque. So full tuck, not no, full torque. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, for me with wrestling, man, it's like I try to keep um, like.
the the persona of of me in the ring completely fucking separated from who I am. Yeah. Outside of it, you know, like for me now now transitioning into my later years, you know, I'll be thirty five this year. You know, I got my two kids. You know, I got my you know, like I told you, I'm trying to get a dog, uh, house, get the two three car thing going on. So now I'm just like you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of becoming like Ving Rhames, where I'm I'm less gangster and more of a regular old like fuddy duddy. Like, How's it going, neighbor? You know, uh, it's fucking it's fucking crazy. It's like. You know, but then like I'll go, I'll take a step backwards with something small, and supposedly I'm scary. All of a sudden, I I shaved my mustache off and kept the beard, and all of a sudden I'm scary. It's, <laughs> oh, it's no. fucking weird, man. But no wrestling is. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I try not to get myself in trouble with this shit, but we have a guy in the fucking area. He's a local promoter. Guy pisses me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, well, keep his name out your mouth. Yeah, I yeah, won't I say want, his name. Yeah, I don't want him to ruin every, the relationship with us. I want everybody to know who this motherfucker is. Um, you know, I we have a lot of wrestlers come into the guys there, and you know, into the area, and you know, they're flown in. Most of the guys that get flown into this guy's company are body guys. So I'm I'm sitting here, rookie, trying to go get in and whatnot, and I know a lot of it is who you know and. Favors come at a cost, and you know I would always hear like, "Oh yeah, man, we 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 stayed at this hotel. We weren't allowed to leave." And I'm like, "You weren't allowed to leave? What is this? <laughs> what are you in a Saw movie? Right? It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? You just like, yeah, man. It was really cool. The promoter booked us, and we, you know, like some of us uh, even slept in his room. The promoter had you sleep in his room. This room, and pro- you couldn't leave, right? Doesn't the, doesn't the promoter <laughs> live in town? This is fucking weird, you know. And then like, you know, the, I would hear rumors. Of, yeah, man. He asked me if I wanted to go like oil wrestle. <laughs> He's got a Greco-Roman oh, mag. Right. No. Just weird, weird shit you would just hear, man. And I remember one time me and this guy are talking. He's like, "Yeah, man, I, I kind of own a you know a gay porn company. You know, made a lot of money." And I'm like, "You threw that in there like he was asking for a glass of water. That was way too smooth, bro." <laughs> Like, He's proud of his business, you know. Hey, man, He's hey, if you're making money and you're talking about how you know certain <laughs> celebrities have wrestled for him before, and I'm like, this is awkward. And so it's <laughs> wrestling is one big shit show. Sometimes, man, I I love it to pieces. I love I love the the unexpectedness of right. it, like the little things. Some of the people you meet, there's people you meet and you with you would never know that they're 100 percent uh, completely different than than who you who you meet in person. Uh, like there's one guy who I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably never heard of him. His name is Randy Myers, one of my favorite people I've ever talked to in this business. Um, probably top ten. And you talk to him outside. He's like, uh, I, I, he seems like he's part of like the '90s like grunge punk era. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like some of the things that he wears, the buzz hair, uh, the buzz head, uh, green hair. Uh, but then he takes his shirt off. I'm like, motherfucker, you're jacked. God <laughs> damn. He's probably got like a loose, a grungy shirt. So you just, yeah, yeah you, you could never fucking see it. And then he takes his shirt off and you're just like, bro, you're ripped. Like super obliques, eight pack and shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, and his gimmick is kind of hard to put your finger on, but he's, you know, supposed to be just like a, a weirdo. And his name is the weirdo superhero. Right. Uh, so he went to Defy. <laughs> And you know you're you're with people who are just like bro you're you're so into your character I can't tell who I'm talking to right now <laughs> like the short speech the stop and go speech and just like is this Randy right now <laughs> it's he's really just it is a like, method wrestler right so fucking good at it <laughs> and you know uh and this is like the first time I met him I'm telling this story by the way um and then you know a couple a couple year but a year or so goes by and Defy opens up no actually no I wasn't I wasn't before Defy I went to ECCW. 
and he has this uh, this saying where it says consent is sexy, and I'm just mm-hmm. like consent, you know. And he yeah, he'll go and do his thing. He comes out, you hear the music at last, and he comes out, <laughs> he's, you know, waving to the crowd and reaching out to the crowd, and people feel this music, right? And I turn my back, I'm having my drink, and then I look up. Why is he kissing people? <laughs> oh, and like no. legit. <laughs> against the rules <laughs> right but it, it's, it's amazing and people people love it though they'll, they'll he'll he'll kind of like convulse and like oh my god and he'll feel it and go to the ring and i'm like i love this <laughs> this this circus portion of this part of this business this just knowing who your character is yeah. and all this shit that's like i'm so glad I, I made the jump in even if it's like i'm a pebble in the in the pond of wrestling that's beyond like what this is for me like being in it uh, being a part of it, seeing the history, seeing the people, and like all these little things about how we put on this show is phenomenal. Honestly, that like lines right up to at least my experience with improv, improv comedy. Right. Because I mean, it's the same things where it's not getting beat up, where we find we're finding characters, we're playing out with other players to to make the best show match possible. We just don't hit each other. Although right. you and I might do something in the future where we slow mo hit each other. We'll see. <laughs> Where we pretend to hit yes. each other very, very gently. Yes. Um, yeah. But no, that's that's awesome here. So well, let's talk about uh, your first match you want to show us. The one that you said you put so eloquently. Uh, the one that uh, actually I forgot how you put it. Brought you to the dance. Yes. The dance. And I think it was the uh, buried alive match yeah. with Taker versus Mankind buried alive. I think it was ninety six October ninety six. Um, I remember because my dad. Being my dad, you know, he's, he's that guy from the 80s, the tough guy. Yeah, sure. It, Mine too. Yeah, is he, dude, he has, a, he has a fucking article in the Oregonian where he had gotten pulled over for like 20-something speeding tickets in a summer. It's <laughs> good places to be. Right, it's a picture. <laughs> dude, he had a blue Corvette at like 22. <laughs> so I get it. Um, but like he was so, he still is semi-homophobic. Like yeah. Where, yeah. you know, but that's. 60s to 80s kids they weren't taught any better and he's mm-hmm. trying to break that mold uh now and he was a wrestling's gay like you have men putting their hands on crotches it's it's fucking weird this will be the second time we've heard this on the show actually. right mm-hmm. it's it's pretty fucking sad so yeah. it's like you know i i and i would i remember we actually got into a fist fight oh like legit fist fight it was you know a lot of shit built up to it how old are you uh i was 19 okay yeah I, I just graduated i he thought i wasn't going to go anywhere in my life uh, he didn't want me. He wanted me to have my driver's license. So this other shit drug picked up. My ex girlfriend brought a brought a friend over to my house to have her stay with me, and me trying to play a super superhero. I was like, "Hey man, just stay down here in this basement. I'll get you some food, get you some water, and then when everything clears up, so you can go back to your to your house." Uh, she was living in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, go get mm-hmm. your shit and come back, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he thought I was pimping her out, which is kind of funny because that's what he used to do. Yeah. So he slapped the shit out of me. And I was like, don't do it again. Uh, and he came up, put him in a hammer lock. And he's like, you're going to help me down with this gay shit? And I'm just kind of uh, like. Told you down. <laughs> I was like, I, it's, it's so hard. Like, when I'm angry, I become this whole different person like everybody does. But I, I, I shit talk. Like, mm-hmm. really fucking hard. And I'm like, remember how you said this is gay? This gay shit's holding you down. You can't move, can you? Oh, man. And I said that to him. And, like, you know, some, some other bullshit happened. He ended up having to go to the hospital. Um, 
And he told my mom, I really couldn't fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> well, he deserved it. Uh, he's a fucking prick for that. But anyway, um, I had to hide my love for wrestling mm-hmm. and like the things I was doing. Sure. Like I, I knew who Macho Man was. I knew who Ted DiBiase was. I knew who Piper was because what kid didn't watch wrestling? Right, right. But that was like the first match in, uh, that I can remember in recollection that I was like, God damn, they're fucking huge. Right. And they're trading blows, like, you know, the real I fucking hate you. And, of course, as you get older, you learn more about it. Like, oh, it's just work. Um, but I could I could never escape that feeling. I could never escape, like, wow. Like, imagine battling in front of thousands of people and you're, mm-hmm. you're able to, like, solve your grudges. And then at the very end, the buried alive portion, like, you know what? I hate you so fucking much. I'm going to put dirt over you. It's, it's, right. it's, it's such a fucking crazy, like, cherry on top. So... It stuck with me for for years, and and a matter of fact, ninety six is when I moved back to Portland mm-hmm. um, as a kid. So like, I think that's you know the big whirlwind of like why I love it so much. Well, that's interesting you say that because because when when I told Mike of that match, I didn't say buried alive match because I didn't know. I just said Undertaker Mankind. 95 or whatever year it was, Mike was like, was that a Buried Alive match? <laughs> Damn. Why did he like I mean, a Buried Alive match? But then how you just explained it, of course that's why you liked yeah. it. It's like, fuck this guy, get in this, right. get out of this dirt. This You're done to me. Bit. And it's crazy, man. If you think about it, like how many matches Taker has built that are so, yeah. well, that character has right. built. Right, totally. You know, Hell in a Cell, Buried Alive. Cool and, motorcycle. Right. Cool mo- motor- Dude, I was there <laughs> at, in Seattle at 19 and like, I try not to be that fan who jumps up and screams. Couldn't even help it. So it was yeah. just so fucking mm. cool. He was just an American badass. Hey, we were a badass. <laughs> like, bro, if, if, a, if a fight is popping off and you drive up in a fucking motorcycle, everybody just stops. <laughs> hold, hold your punches. <gasps> oh, you and know? then slowly go around Just the like, ring. Uh, gets off, pops the kickstand out, and just gets in the ring. All right, proceed <laughs> to fuck people up, man. You know, this weird shit. But, like, you know, I couldn't fucking help. Like, yeah. Plus, sure. Limp Biscuit was hot at the time. Yeah, it was, man. I liked it then, too. Those I thought the, Roland was better days. than American Badass, personally. Yeah. For some reason, Roland hits me harder than American Badass. He used both, right? Yeah, because Roland was when he first came in. I can't believe we're talking about this. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. These are dark days that we're remembering <laughs> fondly right now. Right, <laughs> before Kid Rock was a complete prick. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. And Fred Durst is a loser. Um, but, yeah, so fucking Roland, Roland, Roland. And then, uh, fucking, I remember Rock. You know, cut the promo. to my it, it was my time. Oh, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> um, and then I remember WrestleMania when American Badass hit um, uh, the year after. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause Roland, I think Roland was still in at 19 because uh, I remember Fred Durst played that that year. Oh, he played at the show. Yeah, he gave him, he gave him some dap and shit before he came down. Oh, that, that right. were, Remember, because he had Nathan Jones. So they were like, Nathan's not ready yet. <laughs> so, we're going to write him out that he's injured. And it was the worst. It was like Sean Stasiak bad. More like Peter Griffin bad, where it was, ah, my arm. Ah, ah. Like, Jesus. I think what I liked most about American Badass Undertaker is when he'd win a match and take his motorcycle back up to the ramp and then stop and raise his hand. I love that. And then go. (laughs) It's so cool. He's like, yeah, because he's an American Badass and he just showed everyone in the world. It's, I it's, I it's, it fun. <laughs> it's so bad, man. But I, I always wanted, because uh, when they became the Brothers of Destruction, I always wanted Kane to do it too. Oh my oh. Just because it'd be so cool just to have, because Kane was the superhero, dark mm-hmm. superhero gimmick yeah. at first. Like, even if Kane came with the little, you know, the tri wheel bullshit, mm-hmm. just once. Or like a really tricked out, like, motor, like illegal tricycle. Right. Where it's got flames and yeah. shit on it. Just something <laughs> super fucking corny. 
just to go with his brother. You know, not take her rides around and Kane walks behind him. Oh, <laughs> Hello, bro. Hello. I'm Kane. He's like lumbering slowly. <laughs> right. <more slowly. laughs> like, I'm just going to dust your ass, fucking Jason Voorhees, motherfucker. Uh, I will say that the one in my. Well, okay. I, I think there were two great things that came out of the Undertaker abandoning the Dead Man gimmick for a minute. Mm-hmm. One was that ladder match he had with Jeff Hardy on so Raw. goddamn good was awesome. Like that ma- for me, that made Jeff Hardy. Like, that, that was the point. It made Jeff Hardy, and it gave the crowd um, the idea that oh, he could do this by himself if he wanted to. But everybody gives Jeff all the credit, and I'm like, dude, Matt's Jeff was better. Matt is better. <laughs> Matt's better. Matt versus Edge during when they had to do business oh, and doing the big thing. Great like, stuff. I'm sorry, dude. When Matt did the leg drop on top of the cage, instant Woody. You're like, oh, oh, shit. You know, oh, just yes, watch the match and bust it. <laughs> we have like, a character on the, uh, I'm just telling you, because you'll appreciate this. We have a character on the show. No. His name is uh, Wardlow, because oof. Wardlow from AEW yeah, right. is the goofiest name, which I oh, looked up, yeah. his real last name. Uh, oh, but we made a character, it's like this uh, little uh, penis-looking dragon that oh, wants you to bust it all the time. <laughs> You watch the wrestling match. Oh, the leg drop will make you bust it. Hurry up and bust it. Bust it. Ah. Oh, great. This is perfect. Uh, I'll know I'll say this around my kids. It's, it's bad. I was, I was playing. I was, I'm such a truthful father. I don't hide shit. So, like, you know, we're playing Persona 5. And my son's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's a penis demon. And he's like, penis. And I'm like, yeah, like your pee-pee. So he go. He immediately stops and looks at me, walks right up to my wife. It's okay. Mom, the monster looks like this and drops his pants. <laughs> shows his junk. Mm. It looks just like this. Watch. Pulls him up. Shows it on TV. Dad, show her the monster. I like point. I fucking hate you right now, Tom. <laughs> he betrayed <laughs> you. Yeah. Little shit. Oh, dude. He, he, bro, he, I, I can't tell you how many times he's like stitched on me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've been spanked one time because he peed. He peed directly. So he his toilet. <laughs> Is not even a foot from his bathtub, and I hate spanking kids. I don't like it, but I was like, dude, you literally looked at your toilet and said, I'm going to piss in the bathtub instead. <laughs> and like, the bathtub is, is stained, is stained yellow. <laughs> that was the one time I was like, I'm going to go black mama right now. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> it was a one and done. So like, he cried. I held him. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that. Are you okay? Yeah. All right, buddy. Sit down. Amber comes in, my wife. Mom, Dad spanked me. You motherfucker. <laughs> we were cool, man. You know, like, you know, like it's never happened again. That's wonderful. But yeah, man, I, I'm like I, I'm uber truthful. I can't even help it. It's like we were watching The Shining. My son comes downstairs. He killed him. Yes, don't ever do that. I should. <laughs> I should have said a bad that. thing. And I should have said, "Oh, we put him in a sleeper hold." No. You're fine. Put him to sleep. Leave town. Right. Just You're fine. As, as the guy's bleeding out of his chest. <laughs> Um, we I, we always forget to ask this every guest, but uh, yeah. we got the matches. But who is your favorite wrestler all time? All time wrestler, uh, Taker, like okay. hands down. And and here's why. Um, you know, growing up, I was always told, "Hey, man, you're gonna be a basketball player. Oh, you're gonna be a football player. Yada 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 bullshit." And I um I never really related to either sport because it wasn't um violent enough. I guess I'd say because right. um, the way I was raised, I was raised to use my hands and rip and tear and blah, 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 blah. And my dad would always tell me, the doctor says you're going to be very tall. And mm-hmm. I thought it was such a cool thing that people could tell you you're going to be very tall. Mm. So when I was six foot, uh, I was six foot 
and then six foot one, and then never kept growing. I was like, <laughs> it's a disappointment. So, right, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a very big, six, stocky. Five at least, right? I was thinking six <laughs> five, six six. Like, mm. you know, Charles Barkley was like my hero because he, you know, at at the time in basketball, because I felt that that was going to be me in basketball, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, you know, watching football, I watched the Philadelphia Eagles, and I would watch the fridge, and I'm like. Maybe I can be big like that. 385 pounds. I ain't gonna be that I big. I don't want to carry that. Right, right, right. So like, who am I, right? So I watched Taker and you know, you, you hear stories about how he uh turned down a basketball scholarship, didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. Right. But he loves like mixed martial arts and boxing. Right. And then he's this persona where it's like, I can do damn near anything you give me. I just don't. I can give you just enough to make you think what else he has in the hat. And then go out there and demolish somebody with just my fist. And for some reason that resonated with me because it's the shit that I do. You know, um, I've been in my, in my, in my, uh, I guess I'd say uh, fights of, of, of my own. And I, you know, not too long ago, I put somebody into a legit like sleeper hold with mm-hmm. the rear naked choke. Um, mm. And I thought that, that's just, just takers, just me, man. Like I, I love that guy. I, I always said if I made it to the dance and I wanted, you know, WWE, that's the guy who I would, I would have loved to have face. So, mm-hmm. um, if I had to say there was a second, uh, probably Mr. Perfect, man. Kurt Henning was, yeah. amazing. Kurt man. Henning was, I, it always made me so sad that Kurt Henning never got, never got his due in the WWE. Um, and what I mean by that, he had the intercontinental championship, but I thought, dude, like you're so fucking good. I would have loved to have seen Macho Man versus Kurt. Ooh, like Mach- brother, like Macho yes. Man versus Kurt Henning and WBF when they were both like in their primes would have been amazing. Yeah. Just get the older ones in WCW that might wrestle in a movie bad. And he Usually. never got the, he never got the big belt there either. Yeah, it it never it never made sense to me. Like, you know, even as an adult, I'm just like, you know, I'm Rick James kicking my own couch. Wow, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> so goddamn good. So, yeah, those are my one and two. Mm. He's awesome. I, I, Kurt Axelman has so much potential, too, but he's just like, it's funny, like looking at uh, Kurt Hennig, right? And then his son. And his son has like the wrestling skill and ability, not quite as good, but there, but then he doesn't have quite the personality. So no. he, he even falls even further than where he for perfect. But what's got. crazy is if you watch him in the background or if you if you listen to interviews and so on and so forth, Joe Henning is great. He's hilarious. He just yeah. can't he doesn't know how to put himself in. And I felt that that was one time where I would have said, kinda like Cody, like, yes, there's the let me separate myself from my father, right. but I feel like Give him half of that and then let him streamline who he actually is. Yeah. Like mm. if Taker's son wrestled, I would expect him to act a little bit like his father. Scott yeah. Hall's son. Darby um, Allen. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know Darby. He actually goes to this. He went to the same school. He started the same school I go to. Was he? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He actually uh, trained with Buddy Wayne Academy, which, I, which I'm, that's the school I actually still attend uh, <laughs> to keep training and getting sharp. Um, well, actually, tell us uh, after you give that. Tell us about the school you mentioned earlier. But keep oh, sure, going sure, with sure, sure, sure. Undertaker stuff. Um, anyway, um, you know, uh, somebody had mentioned this, like you know, whereas Cody had to do his own, DiBiase Jr. had to kind of go a little bit into his father to start mm-hmm. seeing some success, right? And you know, he cut himself off on purpose. You know, it's not for me. I got my kids. All right, cool, get out. Why not just do that with Joe? Like, I mean, he probably didn't want it, but like. Just tell us, bro, we know who you are. We know your yeah. perfect son. Just mm. talk about your lineage. Talk about, Girl you know, at, do Please. that or bleach blonde your hair, which actually he's balding too. Uh-huh. But, you know, his yeah. his grandfather was also that guy where he would deck you for saying the wrong shit. I actually, I heard that story 
Um, Larry the Axe. Yeah, Larry the Axe in it because <laughs> this is oh, this yeah. is not a fake. This is not random. No, 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 no. So, 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 so <laughs> I I heard this story years and years and years ago uh, when I first started in uh, two thousand like thirteen fourteen that some dude was you know uh, was pretty much talking about bitches and hoes and gonna suck my dick and blah 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 blah. And Larry being the married man that he is is like, what'd you say? <laughs> and the guy was just kept using the same terms and Larry's like he's trying to give him chances to correct his speech yeah 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 so yeah, Larry yeah. just I think he's I think what they said that he just poked his eye as hard as he could oh so the, like, a, like <laughs> a quick one like just a, a quick <laughs> jab in the fucking eye and then you know he made him correct himself again and he finally got the, he, he got the hint and I was just Man. like god damn like I just kind of like just go to the other room. I don't like this motherfucker. You know, I'm not gonna jab your ass in the eye and say correct your fucking speech, bitch. You know, so yeah, you was, don't you don't fuck with those guys though. Those 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 Larry Hennig, Stu Hart, no uh, type dudes. Dude, no people yeah. people say those names because they use the usual suspects. Bad news. Bad news Bad was news that Alan. motherfucker, dude. Uh, fucking Chavo told that story where uh, two of his uncles and his father. I don't remember what, what happened. I think it was like Bad News didn't agree with something specifically. So three of them tried to jump Bad News. Fuck. And I always laugh. There's wrestling tough. There's real life tough. Yeah. Right. Hey, you won a bronze in the Pan Olympics at 35. <laughs> I'm going to fuck with you. Wow. Uh, you're a fucking moron. So all three of them got their asses kicked. Literally thrown one by one out the goddamn locker room. And, I, and I'm sitting here just like, why would you fuck with this man? Like, he's won a gold, a silver, and a bronze. Yeah, I can totally take him. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. I mean, Andre the Giant himself backed the fuck down. But you, you can take him. Cool. No problem, bro. Yeah. Bad News Allen was legit. That I wanted to meet him. Mess um, you up. I get compared to him often. And I, I don't think it's the wrestling ability. I think it's the, the, the cadence and the voice and, like, how we carry ourselves. I, I met... Um, Lenny Olson, uh, aka Dr. Luther, uh, and that was the first thing he said. You remind me so much of Bad News. Mm. He's like, he's like, you may not have his ability, but you certainly have that same presence when you're on. Mm -hmm. He's like, just the fuck you presence. And I'm like, oh okay, that's kind of like <laughs> that's so that's kind of like you know he's he's like you know a, a, a second mentor, you know now he's an AEW, um, but when I get to talk to him, that's you know he's like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And I'm like. Like bad news does exactly like bad news. Just does. be bad news. Just be bad news. <laughs> be bad news. Uh, we're very far removed from. So it, it, that's kind of like that's kind of how the bad life choice thing actually came up. because oh. bad news Brown or bad news Allen. Yeah. Bad life choice. I was trying to I was trying to figure that out. Um, but I remember I had that as my finishing name, and then I met I talked to him, and I I met Harley Race and his team. Whoa. And uh, dude, such a cool guy. Very very. Oh yeah, cool. you trained with like a, a few years ago, or uh, like I, trained, with, I trained with Harley Race for a whole fucking week. Wow. And so it was Harley Race and his team, which kicked my ass. And then New Japan came in, and we had Tanahashi and a few others come down there, and they kicked my ass even worse. It's like, you trained with them. Yeah, I was there for a week. Yeah. I got my ass just handed to me. Dude, it was oh, awful. It was great training. Dude, New loved it. Oh <laughs> I mean, I, lo I loved it because it was like, I love the challenge. Yeah. Um, But uh, fuck. I remember it was like. All right, guys, we're going to do 50 squats. False advertising, motherfuckers. It was 50 <laughs> squats, then 100 squats. All right, guys, come on. Do more. Do more. 150, 200. Ooh. We're going to do 50 more. <laughs> 250, then 300. And I'm like, are we are we done yet? Hey, listeners of the show, go look up Caden Cassidy and yeah. see if squats are as bad. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and dude, people always like, well, 
Like, bro, don't you get low? I just get fucking like PTSD <laughs> flashbacks. Fucking, <laughs> 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 I'll get low, all right. So, were you were you at the uh, kind of a pivot? Were you at the Defy show yesterday? Uh, Friday, yeah, three what days day ago. Is it? Oh, no, it was two days ago. It's Sunday. So Sunday, yeah, I was. Um, so I was up there. I've been at Defy the one time. I got you know told, hey, we'll bring you in and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I end up getting hurt. Uh, you know, I've been dealing with right. shoulder injuries for years. People know about it. It's, it's the yeah, we heard you before, Caden. Hey man, fuck <laughs> you. This shit don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm too cheap, and I also don't like I don't like sitting on my ass. I cut a promo about this. I cut I cut a half shoot promo about it. It's agonizing, dude. Yeah, it's like if you if you lost your voice for a couple of years, it's agonizing because you're sitting here thinking, what do I have to do to be a hundred percent? You know, I, uh, I talked to Shane Helms about this when I met him the one time mm-hmm. about what it's like to sit injured. And when he had hurt his ankle and he hurt his back, and he's like, I'm always in pain. Yeah. I got, I got plates. Um, you know, Ricardo Rodriguez, same thing. He has plates in both legs from, from numerous injuries. And mm-hmm. if it's too cold, it hurts him. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person. So I don't want surgery. So I do everything around that. Right. So it took a while. And, um, uh, you know, going to that show made me realize just how much I, I love this. Yep. And I talked to, you know, my, my trainer passed away, sadly, you know, rest in peace, buddy. Uh, one of the coolest dudes I ever known. And I told her, I was like, I don't, she, she said before, she's like, you don't need this. You have two boys who need you. And I'm like, I know what you're trying to tell me that you, you don't want me to be a part-time dad. Right. But it's like with anything I've took on this challenge. I, I, I don't feel that I could ever retire without achieving the accolades um, that I want and that I feel that I deserve. So like when I was there watching and you know, I met, I've met Jeff Cobb before numerous times and I watched Jeff Cobb and I was like, motherfucker, I have to challenge you. Yeah. I, ha- I have to. Yeah. And he told me before that he, he wanted to, to do business with me. Um, he's like, you know, you just, you get to a point where you know you're ready and you tell them that I told you that we're going to do this one day. You just let them know. And I was like, Oh, it's gonna happen! I can't wait. I, yeah, I mean, you visually, <laughs> it's. I mean, we're gonna we. watch it. I personally we got yeah, tickets me, already. I was about to say, for <laughs> me personally, it's like I, I saw him throw a buddy of mine who's like three fifty across Ooh. the ring like a ragdoll, and I was like, why? Rules. <laughs> I was like, why are you so strong, sir? God damn! Uh, that is. Are you caught up on AEW? Did you watch the match? Uh, I, ha- I watched Cobb debut. Was the last thing I saw. I watched right. uh, Darby tear up Jericho. I watched uh, when Omega and uh, Hangman Page won the tag team championships. God, that was. I so watched. Good. It was a good match. I watched Nyla uh, win the women's championship. Ooh, but it was like yeah. I don't ever get to watch a lot because it's like not that I don't like AEW, man, but I'm an NXT guy. Mm. Yeah, I have been since they started. I remember when they first started the competition bullshit, where we're going to carry barrels up the goddamn engines ramp. Right. So stupid. And Ryback <laughs> took it serious. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, the Ryback. The, the Ryback. Ryback took everything serious. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, that's your thing. He's, you know, I'm not going to fuck with the guy. Yeah, he's um, big, big dude. Yep. He's a big ass fucking dude. Uh, <laughs> we, love, we love you, Ryback. Yes. <laughs> right. I, I will go whining with you. I don't even drink. I'll do it. Uh, I'll be drunk in one sip. Um, <laughs> You know, but for me, like when I watch NXT, I I feel like I'm getting the presentation that I really personally enjoy, like that that PWG Ring of Honor presentation, where it's like it feels like I'm still at the actual show. The smaller audience, I love that smaller audience. The intimacy they Mm. they love they love to chant with the people. Like I remember when fucking Keith Lee got there, and I felt they already knew the Bass of My Glory chants because they they knew how big he really was. Um, the glorious chants and Robert Roode was champion, which. God damn, they fucked Robbie Roode. But like, I, I love, 
I love the the presentation. I love their promos. I love Bianca Belair, especially. That's Woo! like to me that when she came out of Takeover and yep. she had that future Black History, I kind of oh, I had a little tear in my eye. Yeah, it was good because I was like, it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. It is is uh, you know we are history. You know, obviously I'm black. Mm -hmm. I, have a bit of native in me as well. And I'm obviously, you know, a little bit of Caucasian because I'm light skinned like motherfuckers. Um, Drake, I love you. Uh, and, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, watching people like her get their fucking due, man. Right. It's like super dope. Um, I thought her match was definitely, if, if there was a number one and two for me, it was Keith Lee and hers. And yeah. Not because they're black, you 22 listeners. Um, <laughs> I, felt like they, I felt like, and it sucks, and I hate I hate saying this because it always seems like angry black man. We do have to work twice as fucking hard for sure. Twice as fucking hard to be noticed. Like, like fuck. Look, look at um, look at Xavier Woods. People forgot how fucking good he was, and I'm like, did you forget that he was Creed back in TNA? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, he can wrestle. Yeah, dumb shits. And you he's know. got that side hustle up up right, down, dude. Down. It's not yeah, even a I side watch it. I love anymore. it. It's so it's, it's good. Just, it's a legit thing. Got a belt for it. Big E's amazing. Kofi Kingston just got his due. <laughs> yeah, all three of those Big guys. Big E deserves so much more than he's given. I've heard, I've heard like rumors of why they weren't like sure they should, you know, shoot him to the moon. But I'm just like, work with them. Give those big ass pecs. Dude, a I so I'm I I'm them. very I'm very sheepish when it comes to meeting those guys. I don't want to be the you know I wrestle independence too, right? You know, so I see that I saw Big E in the airport charging his phone and like mm. a goddamn silverback in the goddamn right. like airport. <laughs> yeah, well, like just, he doesn't stand. He stands out. Right, he just, does. <laughs> like you're like regular person, regular person. Big E, motherfucker. <laughs> regular person, regular person, regular person. You know it's crazy. I was I was watching. Uh, I saw Sheamus. The fucking guys laying the fuck out. You know, I saw Cesaro drinking his regular coffee at the airport. Mm. You know, I saw a couple other people. I was like, that motherfucker looks like he would devour me for breakfast. Just <laughs> like you know what. I'm gonna do some fasted cardio. Caden, bring your motherfucking ass in here. I'm gonna throw you around. You know, <laughs> you build so, by audio. You know, I, anyway, I love his ass. Um, yeah, man. Like, you know, I, I like that. I like that brand. I like AEW, but I feel like they have a lot of work to do. It's their first year. I, sure. I thought the steel cage match with Cody uh, was pretty dope. Uh, I am totally against those moonsaults on top of the cage, though. dude. When I was telling Mike this, but like he just. He climbs up. You know, usually when people climb up on the top of the cage, because we're so used to it in WWE now, is they kind of milk it up there before they jump. He climbed up. He got there, looked up, moonsault. I mean, like, hey, man, like, when, you, when you know you're good, you just go. Yeah. But I'm just like, mm, nah. <laughs> There's also a very tall cage. The cage looks yeah. fucking it was in, intimidating. It like an extra tall. Because it was narrow and tall. Like, is, you sure it's not 50 foot still? <laughs> you know? It was so intimidating. It felt like almost as tall as a cell. When Champa and Cole Ugh. did their spot in November, like... Mm -hmm. When you're ass puckers for somebody else, no, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's woo, you know. And you know, hey man, they're pros, and you know, Adam's been doing it for a while, and Chop has been doing it for a while. But so he I, killed him that night. I, I really felt <laughs> like when they went to the back, they were just like, I hate you. <laughs> like, can I get someone to rub my neck? We're just like, baby, give me some Subway. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just put the sandwich in my mouth. And then the camera will be a Subway commercial. Right, I just, just love this. I just love eating fresh when my neck hurts. Oh my god, this is. <laughs> so and then they'll hold they'll hold the camera on it for a bit too long because that's mm -hmm. what Vince likes. Mm -hmm. And then we'll pull the commercial. Just in there, just chewing the salami. <laughs> oh, I love this. Like, so get the much. camera off me, please. Anyway, oh, let's start the match because uh, start the fucking match. We'll, we'll talk all great. goddamn day. Okay. Um, uh, this match is again. Uh, Mankind vs. Undertaker in a Buried Alive match uh, at an In Your House, I believe, in 1995, right? 95? I thought it was 96. 96? Who gives a shit? You'll see it it's, on the thing, listeners, right, idiots. Just watch. <laughs> just read. Lay!
ass deep in a celebration of Vince McMahon's most insane thoughts and the raucous crowd here at the Indianapolis Memorial Administrative Mini Mall and Nickel Arcade is both rocking and rolling with the unbridled revelry that Hoosiers typically reserve for only high school basketball games and Hootie and the Blowfish concerts. This is In Your House, buried alive, and we are mere moments from skinny dipping in this ludicrous event's eerie namesake. We can make fun of this audience because it's the time. Look at the orange Dude, guy up there. Man, oh, no, no. Sherbert, looking, yeah, all, the, all the white shirts and the, 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 the bleached pants. Yep. You don't like this guy? Waldo so get, oh, there's a Steve Young jersey. There's a Steve Young jersey. I don't know who that is. The bottom left. It's sports. Okay. <laughs> the haunting swell of a disturbed orchestra fills the arena now, which can mean only one thing. Mankind is on his way to the ring, led by the duplicitous Paul Bearer. What's our thoughts on Paul Bearer's whole gimmick? Man, Mooney was amazing. Mooney uh-huh. turned anything he got into gold. It doesn't. It didn't matter what it was. God, he's so good. How much makeup is on that man to get his face that pale? Oh, dude, you know it was so much cream. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, he's man. so annoyed. Lather me up. I was we're, dying it the other day with the dye got in my eyes. We're going to need a second tub of clown white. That's <laughs> oh, no. version of mankind. The most unsettling of all the faces of Mick Foley is arguably the weirdest thing that any of these people have ever seen, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone is very uncomfortable as Foley limps to the ring with all the charisma of a gout-ridden zombie pig. Let's talk about mixed ring gear. Uh, you mean that poop brown gear? <laughs> Shit, the it's brown. bad. It's so, gross. Oh, it's so good. Is that like, is it a Celtic thing? Is it like a I, religious thing? I never thing? understood, like, who put this symbol together? This is so cool. We're going to give you Viking boots and <laughs> leather this, stra- random leather straps in the back of your vest. You, you know something? this Stussy symbol? We took off some of the parts of the S. We're just going to throw that on your back, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a mastodon. <laughs> Every, sorry, everybody's Every a mastodon. He's a thoroughbred. A mastodon. <laughs> Next. Down the aisle is our specter of dreams and hope and tallness, an ethereal creature of the night who prefers riding motorcycles to all other means of transportation. He is the phenom, the unholy protector of the forsaken and the damned, the creature of immortal vengeance. This is the Undertaker. I wanted to be a, a demonic character like the Undertaker. That's how much I loved him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to wear a hockey mask and bleach my hair. Oh, cool. Yeah, no thanks. Bleach blonde afro, don't do it. <laughs> remember when he went to heaven at uh, Royal Rumble? Uh, what? Royal Rumble. I keep, you don't remember this, but it was at Royal Rumble 94. He got beat up by the entire heel locker room, <laughs> and then he went to heaven. They murdered him. They killed him. Wow. 
And then he came, but then he came back. I mean, you, I guess the moral of the story is you can't kill Undertaker. In the long tradition of Mick Foley matches before this contest can even really get started, Foley's skull ricochets off the steel guardrail as our horde of Udi and the Blowfish maniacs cries out for blood. Oh my God, Nick. Yeah. Dude, man, I'm telling you, man, Nick was crazy. Like when, when he talked about like, yeah, my my short-term memory isn't so good. Well, no no offense, but no shit. Mankind has a fucking dent in his skull, ladies and gentlemen. But The Undertaker does not give one single shit about that now. As this seven-foot-tall phenom scales the turnbuckles with the deft agility of a field mouse evading a hungry bobcat. He flies into the boring and socially embarrassing atmosphere here in Indianapolis like a beautiful angel cast out of heaven for asking too many intelligent questions. It's as if Elvira, mistress of the dark, had rented a Boeing 747 and turned it into her own private spooky fuck party machine. Mankind is helpless to escape as 300 pounds of righteous zeal and sex appeal descend upon him. Shit, Undertaker, oh my God. That's what I loved about it, man. Look at that. Like, I can show athletic ability when I want to. I don't always need to. The Undertaker batters mankind down the aisle now like he's playing whack-a-mole back at the only Chuck E. Cheese in all of Death Valley. He chases mankind up the mound of soil that will eventually cover one of these men like a terrible suffocating blanket tonight. But the deranged alter ego of Mick Foley retaliates by jabbing the handle of a nearby shovel into the Undertaker's fucking throat. Ooh. Which, I, if, if anybody remembers, you know, being being hit over the over the head or being sucked in the throat with a shovel is not fun. I'm the stupid kid who knows. <laughs> <laughs> These wild stallions of darkness and pain roll back into the ring, but only briefly, ladies and gentlemen. For the Undertaker is not tired of punching McFoley in the face yet. He clocks his masked foe, sending mankind reeling through the ropes and to the floor, where the Undertaker then proceeds to strangle him with a goddamn microphone cable. Mick Foley, your toughness is truly supernatural. Uh, the, uh, See, and that's something that I don't think Mick gets enough credit for. I know a lot of people who said they don't, they don't, they never really thought Mick was great. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. Them. Mick's selling oh, alone. Oh, beautiful. Is beautiful. Yeah. It made you, it made you really feel for him. The Undertaker takes flight for the second time this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, this time off a dead sprint, he launches his body over the guardrail, protecting the audience from the wrestlers and clotheslines mankind to the unforgiving concrete 
Jesus Christ! That's a 300-pound fucking man! See? Oh, my God! That, that jumping that jumping lariat, man. It's I've really always, cool. It's so cool. I've tried it. I landed right on my shoulder, and I'm like, <laughs> never again. Oh, my God. I used to always make that one of my default in the video games for you N64 have to. as the one of the running defaults. Whenever they um, whenever they would like make the games, and some, some moves had cutscenes, I was always wondering why that would never have one. Like, that's such a dope move. Now, in a clear contrast to the caliber of athletes involved in this contest, Mankind now executes his best offense so far on account of Paul Bearer handing him a fucking pen wrapped in athletic tape. Even with Foley's unorthodox grip, however, it is easy to see why Pilot's Dr. Grip has quickly become the most coveted ballpoint pen on the market. With its revolutionary ergonomic design and uniquely comfortable rubber grip, it provides an unparalleled relief of writing stress and is the only writing instrument on the market guaranteed to amplify comfort as you write to both your dearest friend or stab another man in the head. So remember, folks, choose Dr. Grip by Pilot. And remember, if it's not Dr. Grip, it's just a pen. Oh, wait, for no, an no, object, no. for an object. Oh, for an object. Didn't catch that. Is, that is this a pen? Is a piece of shrapnel? Is that a stake? It's part of the, it's, 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 it's it's part of the wood planks under the, under, the, under the mat there. Is that a pen? Yeah, I, it's a pen. Oh. Oh Here. my god! Stab oh! That, stab that motherfucker with a pen. Jesus Christ! The clickety click in, too. <laughs> this hideous swarm of Mountain Dew enthusiasts has now reached a deafening din, screaming in horror as mankind gouges at the Undertaker's forehead. And with that beautiful, reinforced Dr. Grip by Pilot, yes, it's the Dr. Grip! Pilot's most scientifically advanced writing instrument to date. It can be employed by people of any age or mental state, rendering consistent and comfortable results. Whether you're writing an essay for an anthropology final or attempting to murder another man inside a 20 by 20 foot wrestling ring. That's right, it's the Dr. Grip. God, these guys in the front row are just something special. Right there in the red. These wannabe Michael P.S. Hayes up here. Oh my God! He's oh. I thought that was Paul Hammond to the left. Oh, <laughs> legendary skullet and shit. Something about these crowds, though. Before the well, crowds uh, sort of became uh, smart in terms of chance during the match, I dude. I mean, like, I hate when fans start telling me, "I know, brother, kayfabe." Don't call me brother. Don't say kayfabe. Yeah, I fucking hate you. Yeah, it's it's really nice to hear a crowd respond to a match the way that they're like supposed to, like a normal, right? Response. Which is to like cheer or boo or ooh and ah instead of chanting like. Please don't die during oh, a dangerous spot. Or someone's going to kill you. It's like, you guys are not a part of the show. You know, <laughs> no. you're not. You, you're they, there to watch. Look at that. Look to take at, over he's the hitting show. him with yeah. the pen. He's like, he's like slashing him across the head he's with missing that the pen. Object. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. He took two of them like a hard swing. It ruled. <laughs> You missed the pin. Missing the pin. Pissed uh, off yes. of the crowd for no reason. <laughs> Just as the Undertaker manages to swing the momentum back in his favor, that sneaky snake 
of a mortician. Paul Bearer injects himself into the action by gently caressing the back of the Undertaker's neck with the omnipresent gold urn, which causes the Undertaker to whip around as though he's been stung by a giant mosquito drenched in clown white. This momentary distraction, however, pays vile dividends as mankind blasts the phenom with a steel chair, after which our deranged antagonist whispers sweet nothings to the inanimate object and even licks the seat of the fucking chair for good measure, just in case anyone was confused about why we are all here. I also don't like. God damn it, Mick! Come on. This character is so stupid. It was it such changes. a weird thing. I never understood it. It's like when they when they had to start pivoting the character to being more friendly. Yeah. That was like, all right, wow. now I can get behind it. The ravioli like, commercials, especially. Just like, how cool was Cactus Jack? Cactus oh, Jack was so dope. Like, dude, love was funny, but Cactus Jack was like my shit. Yeah. I feel like this mankind could still deliver punishment in like to his opponent in an effective way. But like after a while, the man as mankind got a little bit more um, settled as a character, it, it, the character just kind of came Admit became it. about taking punishment. You want to say right. when he started gaining weight and having knee surgeries. Well, it just, that, <laughs> that, that made me kind of uncomfortable watching uh, yeah. the character. Whereas cactus Jack, I was like, he's going to take a lot of shots but like shit. it's also he can give to himself. He can dish it out. That's why it was yeah. special when yeah. when you had you know well he I think he was still built as Mick Foley um, uh, versus Edge at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, to me, that was one of his best matches because for me it was too the much time of Jack's has been spent stand, which away I think from that cool beautiful grave yeah. yeah. The Undertaker howls as he drags mankind back down the aisle before hip locking this horrible man bear pig prototype from the top of that ridiculous 10-foot mound of dirt all the way to the fucking concrete. Fuck! Todd, I don't know if you noticed my mullet today as well. I did. I have a mullet. I cut it this way about three months, two months ago. Hey, I thought it was dope. I do, too. Better than me, man. (laughs) I I have barely any hair up there. My son likes to cut it. Oh, Jesus! Fuck you! You Was that to concrete? Yes! It was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not taking that. Yeah, ow. What? How could you? I don't know, man. Did you jump off stuff when you were a kid, uh, I'll, Actually, I jumped off the roof of my house. Woo! So did Mick. Times. <laughs> numerous times I would jump off the roof of my house. Was well, because of that? Oh, okay, at least he hit, okay. he, hit, he hit the dirt and rolled. What, yeah, sorry, what yeah. did you jump yeah, on? So I would jump from the second story of my house. I would grab this random tree branch, <laughs> and then I would like... Uh, kind of like swing myself and roll. That was when I was 190 pounds. Now I'm Whoa. 290. So yeah, my knees probably wouldn't like that. No. When I was a kid, my buddy Micah. You can't pin him. Micah and I would go in his treehouse in the oh, backyard and jump out of the treehouse with pillowcases, trying to be parachutes. That hurt. Didn't work. Yeah. Like not 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 fun. I've done that before too. I would jump off my dresser with an umbrella. <laughs> I would watch, you know, like Bugs Bunny it. Yeah. <laughs> and right. watch it like you know go inverted and like, damn it. I hope you like the taste of worms, the Undertaker bellows as he chokes slams his poorly groomed opponent into the literal fucking burial plot 
Mankind is six feet under, ladies and gentlemen, and it's just another day at the fucking office for our friendly neighborhood undertaker who proceeds to sling soil over mankind's prone body with the dire urgency of a giant kitty cat burying the foul, musky evidence of its wet food diet in a humongous litter box. This sucks. Like, where he's at right now, like, this sucks being in that position. Like, just laying there. I would freak out. Yeah. I got put in a coffin one time for an angle, and we literally got in a car, a hearse, and went around the corner, and I freaked the fuck out. Okay, so you were back in the hearse in the back? In the back of the hearse in a coffin. (laughs) Right, right. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, we are in a racist part of Washington. I could easily be just killed. Oh, no. And I was trying to find a way to bust my way out. There was no way. So you, what you're saying is that you couldn't bust it. You couldn't bust it. You couldn't bust out of the coffin. Mankind has been buried alive. A man is dead, ladies and gentlemen, meaning that we have a winner. The Undertaker is victorious, but he pays no mind to veteran official Earl Hebner's pleas for him to desist with the burial, and indeed, as Hebner insists on interrupting the Undertaker's incipient erasure of this crime scene, the Undertaker sends him flying like a lumpy but surprisingly agile goose whose ass was just pelted by a wrist rocket assassin. Hey man, like, so can we call this match done at that point? Like, his head's covered in dirt and shit. Right, I, is that what Hebner's saying? Oh, Hebner! Oh, peace! Oh, that oh, was, shit. was that Hebner? No, it couldn't have been. No, that was Hebner. That was, was Earl. Oh, and Mike Kyoto! Oh, poor Mike Kyoto! Man, these ref bumps are A+. Plus. That, they're, 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 dude, they're, those guys are also so The bump man. Hebner it's, just it's took three men was telling ridiculous. a great story. It was beautiful. But what's this? A ridiculous masked man has suddenly appeared, ladies and gentlemen, and he is beating the shit out of The Undertaker now at Paul Bear's behest. Bad guys are pouring out of the locker room now as mankind is exhumed and The Undertaker is thrown into that horrible six-foot hole. This is a fucking travesty, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope that all of these wrestlers are ashamed of what they're doing today, and I hope that their mothers are ashamed of what they're doing today. So what? We figure Mick's got some type of breathing apparatus down here. Is that what's that or he's on? just taking a nice breather. Fuck it, man. I mean, he's also kind of throwing the... What? Who is that? Oh, Who the, the, ex- the executioner! Oh, my God! The I forgot all about <laughs> him. It's Barry Windham in a fucking hood! Oh, Jesus my God! Christ. Right! Get him, oh, Is that one them? That motherfucker's thick. Barry Windham is jacked. I yeah, think dude. it's that, Windham. I don't know, dude. I'm like, whoever that is, they're jacked. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Maybe it's Terry Gordy. Oh, here's Goldust just coming to oh. help out. Yeah, seriously. Like, everybody helping bury the taker was just such a weird thing. I could never triple H there. Who was that in the damn robe and red boots? Oh, I know who it is. And actually, we're going to play a little game right now. Uh, typically, it's uh, we do a bit on the show called Is It Shit House? But right now, we're doing a bit oh, called shit. Is that's, It Bradshaw? That's Bradshaw. <laughs> is it fucking Bradshaw. Bradshaw. It is Bradshaw. fucking Bradshaw. Fucking Bradshaw. He was uh, something Hawk, Justin right? Hawk <laughs> Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Oh, was you going to jingle for this? <laughs> Please make one. You have like three weeks. <laughs> well... 
I guess he's dead, all the bad men say to each other. And after realizing that they have nothing else left to do, they descend that dirty heap en masse, looking for the nearest bar or saloon or establishment that allows you to drink beer and do country line dancing. The Undertaker has been killed before our very eyes, ladies and gentlemen, and I assume that we will have information about whatever funeral arrangements are being made by his widowed wife, Felicia Undertaker, and his heartbroken father, Larry Undertaker. And, but what's this? Like Carrie White, after her less than ideal prom experience, the Undertaker reaches out from beyond the grave. An iconic purple Three Musketeers Club breaches the soil and gropes for something, anything, to inform him that he still exists, but preferably something as comforting and as ergonomically designed as the Dr. Grip by Pilot, with endorsements pending from both the American Arthritic Association and the Better Business Bureau, Dr. Grip has undoubtedly claimed the coveted title of Pen of the 90s. Like the transformative lump charcoal and eagle's quills that came before the future of writing is here. Ladies and gentlemen, I swear to God, in that future's name is Dr. Grip. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that, uh, that Undertaker Mankind match real quick. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Uh, do we rate these things with Todd, or do, because it's, it's what brought him to the dance, do we just do no ratings? Ooh, no, I think... Fuck if, it, if, rate it. If you've got some feelings about it, go ahead and rate it. I'm gonna go ahead and give this, this match, uh, I'm gonna give it, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it four out of five. Definitely. Six flags theme parks. Because <laughs> if I am... Four out of five, six flags. If I'm, like, 12 years old... You know, uh-huh. which I was at this time, okay. and I wa- and I got to watch that on pay per view. Okay, I would have fucking loved it. I would have been so. I mean, I was excited watching it now as a thirty four year old man. Same. I had a great time watching it. It was was it like you know was it Brett Owen? Was it a technical masterpiece? No, but, no. But like that wasn't the story. That wasn't the story that was. It being was revenge. Told. It was complete revenge, yeah. and they told a good story. Every little thing that he did, even the. Uh, the reverse where he threw him into the goddamn stairs and sat on his face at the same time. Even, even, yeah, God, even, he sat down so fully. Right. On his and the thing head. is, is like, if, even if you were to say, oh, that was a botch, doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it worked so well in the story. It was a huge fuck you. I want you to die. Hence the buried alive. <laughs> um, the ending was surprising. You would never expect that here's his stipulation at the time, right? That he's actually going to lose. So I, I think, like you said, it's four out of five. Definitely works. There was some hokey things. I would have to go back and watch the last, what the the leading up three weeks and the the following three weeks to see why Goldust is there, why Triple H is there. Yeah, like, I don't why are they that. all pissed off too? Like why are they all pissed off at Taker? Did he beat their asses coming in or whatever? But it's such a weird thing to see. Like, okay, so we're all going to just join in the shoveling game. <laughs> like okay, Goldust, the- Goldust was fighting Mark Marrow in the beginning of the damn oh, show. There's, there's right, seven, right. There's seven shovels here. Right. Huh. Huh. This is fucking um, weird. Uh, Dave Meltzer gave that one a three and a quarter. Okay. Three and three quarters. Okay. 3.75. Well, so, we, we compare all of our stuff to Meltzer's well, ratings. Well, no, but the thing is, is our rating system... <laughs> are better. Be, because, better. Well, because we don't, we're not, we don't rate them 
uh, as stars. We 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 make up categories that we feel that well, resonate with us. No, we don't make up categories. Like Six Flags theme parks, no, right? Maybe. Like you guys get the vibe of that. But we didn't make it up. That's just part of the rule system. We made it. We made. I just made it up. No, 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 no. It's been there all along. So I'll do. Uh, it's forever. Oh, oh, it is Alpha well, well, and no, Omega. But, well, no, but we created the rule system. Yeah, a long time ago. Like these are all. Legit well, rules, well established. Yeah. Like when categories. you say Six Flags, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know that one. And like right oh, yeah. now, I'm gonna go ahead and also give this match. I'm gonna give it okay. a full five out of five circus condors. Ooh, no, no explanation needed because I did. Know you it. fucking see the Undertaker jump over the guardrail with that clothesline <laughs> yeah. and go off the top rope? Got a wingspan on that guy. Fucking pounds yeah. in 1996. But dude, like that's what that's what made him so amazing. That's what made him such a star, man. He was able to do that when not many people really was were really doing that, and he stayed the test of time and kept doing it. I mean. Sure, you had Vader. Sure, you had Barry. Definitely, you had uh, uh, Bam Bam. But there was nothing like a Taker match at the time. Actually, did we ever get Taker versus Bam Bam at WrestleMania or anything? I don't. Think I don't so. think Vince liked Bam Bam. I don't think he did either. I recently only found out more <laughs> about Bam Bam in the last like couple years. Shit, I found out that I mean Bam Bam did actually Bam Bam did have that moment with LT at WrestleMania. Oh, they were the mm. they, they were the the main event. Yeah, at WrestleMania were, eleven. Yeah, but Bam Bam, I found out Bam Bam and Vader were were a tag team for for a while, and I in was Japan right in Japan, and I was like, who beats them? I know, yeah. it's scary, <laughs> right? Like you walk into a bar and you start to fight Vader. Okay, I'll get fucked up. I'm gonna get my licks in, and then you see Bam Bam right behind him. Hey, what's going on here? God. Damn it! Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, Vader bomb. That's fine. Well, the big guy, oh, the bigger guy can do a backflip. Okay, right. like, yeah. okay. Let's do backflips. Right, and, and well, fifty pounds of Could you imagine? If, could you imagine being in the back? Hey, brother, we're gonna do a, a double moon salt on top of you. The fuck you are! <laughs> I live in Will ain't created yet. My, we're ass. gonna we're gonna crush you into oblivion. Pancake to diamond. Actually, you know what's that thing that the uh, heavy machinery does? That the 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 compactor. The compactor. That yeah. would work so well with those two. Yeah, that would have been perfect. How'd you feel about the match? I give it, uh, yeah, I think I give it like a 2 out of 2 ref ref falls. <laughs> both of those ref bumps. <laughs> those ref bumps were actually dope. They did really, really The Hebner bump was was harder than the Mankind <laughs> bump from the same area. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do we have to give this guy a time off? <laughs> Mankind fell on his back at least and rolled in the dirt. Hebner took the Cody Rose face plant and yeah, right. we got job. stitches. They did a really good job. Like, man, I'm telling you, like the, the more you go back and you watch, you're just like, this shit's gold. Yeah. Uh, another rating. Uh, I don't have one. Todd, do you have another rating? Do you have any uh, I'm gonna give it a, a, a well, I'm gonna give it a four delicious grilled cheese and bacon sandwiches. Mm. Oh, any reason why? Good because those are delicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> those, all are, right. those are my go-to mm. comfort foods, man. Like, I I'll, like I'll get that. I'll get Swiss uh, cheddar and provolone. And I'll, I'll I'll make a sandwich out of them. That's so, exactly yeah. what that match was. That was fucking. It was. It was. It was. It was, was, comfort. It was really comforting. good. I there's t- okay. So it's like um, as as a lot of people know, I love comics. And I'll de- I will de- I will fucking defend comics until the day I fucking die. Yeah, ninety eight years old on my deathbed. Anything you want to say? Fuck you, comic haters. You know what, you <laughs> sons of bitches. You know, I I put comics to fast food as I as I would like a Stephen King good fucking like it to like you know like to here's fucking like a, a steak and potatoes meal. Mm. You know, there's when you watch wrestling those those big matches where it's a slugfest. Or like, you know, fast food. It's good. Sometimes I need this. I want this. I need Taco Bell. I don't want another fucking grilled, you know, uh, grilled chicken and rice plate. I know it's better for me. 
but I have a preference for Taco Bell right now. Right. I'm going to get Oh, man. Right. Like, I just I just need this. And what that match was, was, was a good, hearty helping of that. Like, hey, here's two big motherfuckers. They're going to go out there and do goddamn battle. They're going to beat each other into oblivion, and then they're going to bury one of them because... You know the rules of actual law don't exist. Now then we'll go to fucking <laughs> jail. Speak. Well, speaking of talk about like I was thinking about this match, and I, the one rating that we always go back to is like uh, how many nacho fries you know this match has. <laughs> I think this match itself had uh, a, uh, like four out of probably six nacho fries. But here's the thing with that: mm-hmm. two of them were eaten. Because they're so fucking good. Oh, dude, they're great. So it's they really have that, a six out of six. Uh, uh, they have that, I, 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 I had to uh, pull a pull a you know my cheat card. I get one to two cheat meals a week, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so I don't go insane. Right. Um, <laughs> hence why I'm so hefty. Um, and I'm driving, and my uh, my be- one of my best friends, he's chewing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you eating, bro? And I just hear this crunch. I'm eating Popeyes. <laughs> Can I have Popeyes? That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Can I have Popeyes? And I, I, dude, I have, I have tried to go vegetarian. I've tried to go vegan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more in the middle. I have two to three meals a day where they're mostly vegetarian based. And yeah. I'll have my, my normal, you know, uh, omnivore meals. And uh, I heard him hit that chicken crunch. I'm like, yeah. I, I need it. Yeah. So, bro, I drove all the way from Seattle, looking <laughs> like all the way to Tacoma, looking for a Popeyes, right? So I see a Popeyes exit, bro. I must have fucking like veered into that lane, like. <laughs> Like remember that wacky remember that wacky racers when we were fucking yeah, kids yeah, and yeah, yeah. just yeah. hit that fucking X and I'm like looking left and right like where are where the fuck you? Fuck is this Popeyes? Right, somebody, like, somebody, somebody yes. slams on their brakes and like, like motherfucker. And right, then, then their wife is like, no wait, huh? wait, if, no, what no. If maybe they have maybe it's an emergency. Maybe no. someone is bleeding out. Or, no, my, or someone's about to have a baby. My excuse when someone cuts me off, maybe I take a deep shit. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but like no, I'm, looking, I'm looking left to right I'm like a fucking madman like every time my fucking shit I'm looking like fucking but he's like give me what I want give me what I you know I'm fucking looking for it dude I get to the driveway they're fucking closed oh, no you know when everyone cuts me <laughs> oh. off in traffic whenever they cut me off I'm like love that chicken for Popeyes oh yeah <laughs> hey man fuck it. bro like, if you were if you were to I like Popeyes too if you were to tell me tomorrow hey man you're uh, your mom is not gonna but then you no. hand me a big ass basket of biscuits with jelly. Really? God, it's so sad. <laughs> mm. Fuck this strawberry jam like, bomb. What are you gonna do? Not eat the biscuits? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna destroy the them. The mom is dead. <laughs> eat the biscuits. But if you give me the biscuits with a drink, I'm happy. Things can without the drink, fuck you. That's bullshit. You can both mourn and eat the biscuits. Right, me, me and the doctor are just eating biscuits. So, what do you think took her last night? You're crying. <laughs> I just. What you, so how did she go? That said, when That's you eat so the biscuit, sad. do you flip it upside down so the salt hits and the butter hits your tongue first? Nur- nurse <laughs> brings in beans and rice. Here you go to, to lather your tears. Thank you, nurse. I've got so a serious. I've got a serious question for you guys. <laughs> no. This is a serious Popeyes question. Okay, shoot. Okay, uh, when you go to Popeyes mm-hmm. and if you get a drink at Popeyes, mm-hmm. what do you get? What's your drink? If you don't fucking say strawberry with no ice, fuck you, my man. Dude, yeah. every fucking time. Strawberry. I don't give a shit if they said we have vanilla root beer, which is for me is my new thing. Um, is this the, the the views tea? Yeah. Okay. So they have yeah, that. I know what about. So I I went to a place you know where they have that machine where you can like do the flavors. Yeah. And I I hit the vanilla root beer, so I thought I did something special. So I talked to a buddy of mine. Uh, and I'm like, bro, have you tried that vanilla root beer? He's like, you mean cream soda? We have been arguing for three years. <laughs> I'm like, it is not cream 
fucking soda, Eric. Cream yes. soda is yellow. Root beer is, is brown. brown. Different taste. Vanilla and root beer. Vanilla, he's like, he's like, okay, maybe that's a thing, but I'm telling you it's cream soda. We also had an argument about pineapple. It was a pineapple cream soda when I went to Vegas. Whoa. No, it's sounds- amazing. Oh so it's kind of like a like a an, an orange. Those what are those called? The orange cream. Yeah, but it was pineapple. But pineapple. Oh my god! No, that was amazing. I, oh. I I legit had to have a cup. I I usually get a cup going in, and as I leave, I just leave the cup because I don't need any more sugar. I gave no fucks. I had a big ass <laughs> cup. I was drinking that shit as I walked back to my hotel. And more of a just like you know when you get home, you're gonna step on the scale and hate yourself. This is why I have the term of hide the scale. When I come yeah. home, I'm fat. I don't give a shit. The scales. Mm. Illusionary device. Everybody's like, oh, when you're on vacation, calories don't count. I wish that was the case. <laughs> Why am I counting them? Until it's the seven pounds I gained on my birthday. <laughs> Does, uh, anyone have any more ratings for this one before we jump into it? No, 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 but before we get to the second match, I want to ask Todd something really fast. Uh, Todd, you said that you debuted as a wrestler in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. And we're basically the same age. Yeah. Uh, and so you had kind of a late debut as a pro wrestler. I did. Can you tell me why that was? What, what, why? Um, did you- dude, I have been wanting to do it for years. Yeah. Um, but as, as Boas know as well, I have always kind of had that. Uh, I was overly husky. And because I was very husky, I won't call myself fat. There's yeah. fat and there's husky. I wasn't confident anymore. Um, mm. I have um, this mental image of what I should have been because I had an idea of these big gargantuan guys, these bodybuilders. Yeah. Right. And I, I never, I contributed to just never having the proper backing. And a lot of wrestlers will tell you that they, they either had it or they didn't or they had the good parents they didn't. Right. My parents were very unique in how they raised me. In fact, I went through two pairs of parents. Mm-hmm. I had my mother who was doing hardcore drugs and my dad who was a pimp. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have that backbone with mm-hmm. a parentage behind me. Yeah. Uh, as I got older, I moved in with my grandparents, and they're very lackadaisical. Like I was able to sneak out, and they would see me leave and wouldn't say shit. And thank, I would be like, "Thank God for grandparents." You Dude, know? my grandparents are dope. They come in when you need them the most. Yeah. Um, but like even then, they weren't really into wrestling either. Right. Um, I remember I told them that I had made city championships. They didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't have that confidence. And then um, next thing I know. Out of high school, I was 326 pounds uh-huh. and like just heavy. And I went to a backyard wrestling show called HWA, who had a lot of promoters mad because they actually would get a lot of fans for free. <laughs> and that's kind of where, like, I think it was 2010, where I was like, yeah, this would be so fun. I'll call, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this. And I had this character where I was a, a French aristocrat. Named Donovan Dumont. It's a good name. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a good yeah, name. Donovan Dumont or you know Donnie D. And I would wear <laughs> I, I would wear this fucking like wig with a mask, and I, I would have these uh, eccentric like suspenders or suits. So I was trying to put together like uh, an a gimmick that would work. And then a guy who uh, who worked in the uh, in the area was like, you know, man, if you just try, you might actually do something and have fun. Yeah. You're killing yourself in a backyard for no pay, for no reason. No one gets to see who you are. Mm. Just try. And like that sparked the notion to lose the weight and give it a shot. And I went from 326 to 236. Whoa. And then I I debuted um, for real. And I debuted under a a lucha mask. And, you know, my name was Draco the Destroyer. Cool. Uh, Stupid fucking gimmick. Made no goddamn sense. Especially because I did not train lucha. Yeah. Um, So, so it's like when Hulk Hogan came out as Mr. Mr. America. America. Right. Just made no fucking sense. And then, 
I went to this place Allegedly. called the WCWC Academy in Salem, and um, I had the grappler Len Denton in, oh, cool. in his team uh, work with me, which, you know, I had two left feet. Yeah. I still can have two left feet. Depends on my day. Yeah. And I remember he said, uh, you know, uh, he's like, you know, I see you're trying to do all these technical moves and whatnot, man, but uh, I'm sorry to tell you you're a brawler. Uh, and you know, I said, "Fuck you," you know, yeah, dude. Little about you know, but he, he fucking knew it. It's the truth. I love brawling. Brawling mm-hmm. is so much more fun to me. It feels more real. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I started late, and that's kind of where where I ended up as I got as I got older. But you know, the thing is, is like you know what, man? I don't think I would have been able to do this as a kid, as twenty two or twenty five. Yeah, it's much different being twenty two in two thousand seven than it would be being twenty two in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And there's so many like yeah. different things. So many different trainers. There's the internet now. You know how to market myself. yourself now. Like you have now a better, I know what I'm doing. I went to school for multimedia and marketing. I, I'm, I'm in school now uh, for marketing and human resources. So like I know all this shit. I know how to talk. Um, one of the things that I'm known for is being able to put cut a pretty decent promo. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to do that. I was. I didn't. Mm. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the abilities that I do now. And yeah, I won't have a long career and or you know the career that I want. But you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm completely content and in, in having my little side of the world. Um, and if I if I if I get somewhere else, if I if I get to wrestle, you know, a a a, a, a Shane Strickland or you know a Shane Taylor or you know work for Booker T and Reality of Wrestling or something like that. Look, man, that's small to some people. That's big to others for sure. Yeah. Because there's people out there who want to do what I do who can't for many reasons. And right. I've, I had a kid. And this is the last thing I'll say before we jump to this match. Cool. Um. This is when I knew I was doing doing something special. As I was, I was working at WCWC, and I'm I'm selling. I'm I had just came off of being a bad guy for so long, and I I, I came out with the uh, assassin gloves, you know, or a glove because uh, you know, again, bad news brown. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm sitting here in, in my uh, my war machine armor, at a war machine gimmick. Um, it was cool to me, but everybody, who's a stormtrooper? Hey, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. I'm not a stormtrooper. Hey. Like, I'm on him. Stop it. You're not a, you're a shock master. Right? Oh, That's what you. you are. So this guy said, shock hey, master. man, could you, uh, can I get one of your shirts? Sure. What size? He said, large. I'm like, all right, man, no problem. Um, picture comes with it for five bucks. Oh, yeah, throw on one of those, too. But can you do me a favor? Can you give it to my son? So I'm thinking he's like, you know, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get in the room. He asked me to come give it to him. And it's, you know, his son is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I don't, I don't remember what condition he had, but he couldn't talk. And he's, you know, I'm looking at him up and down. I'm like, he can't even move. Yeah. He can, he's just, all he can do is look at me. And he's like, hey, uh, Caden came here to give you something. So I, he's like, hey, man, I heard you wanted a shirt. And his eyes just lit up like fireworks. Man. I just laid the mm. shirt on his chest. I'm like, hey, man, I'm so happy you're here to see me, man. I'm, I'm really I'm glad that I'm one, I'm one of your one of your favorites. And he's just, oh, that alone, man, mm. just still gives me like misty eyes. Would you like, say I'm doing something big? Yeah. To you, that is wrestling. That's wrestling, dude. That's wrestling right there, man. Being being able to, um, I wouldn't. I don't like saying manipulate emotions, but being able right. to pull but elicit emotion, that. Yeah. Elicit. Yeah. It's like elicit that that reaction from people and being able to give them those moments and seeing people like really get invested in what you do mm-hmm. is am- even if it's small potatoes man that's amazing like i said when a guy uh when randy won and defy randy being um somebody who fights for lgbtq community mm-hmm. um somebody who uh who 
advocates for people who have disabilities or um, anxiety disorders. Mm. Um, he has a shirt that says, your anxiety is lying to you. It's, it's amazing uh, to me. That's great. And, mm. and he, he wears it to the ring. And uh, many people posted on Twitter and Facebook how, how they cried when he won. Because mm. he deserved it. He needed it. Um, even more so, they needed it. They needed to see their hero win. Mm. And he's, he's, he... He he did the the usual I won this for you, but he said, but this is ours. And he oh. actually had them all sing our house that <laughs> in the middle in of the street. And they all sang it. Everybody knew the words. And he said, Come in the ring and celebrate with me. Everybody got it. The ring almost broke. Oh, <laughs> literally. Literally, uh, the ring was like opening up and like, oh shit, it's bowing out. Get out of this ring. But like, that's what we do this for. Yeah, we're fucked up when we're 50. <laughs> but like you know yeah. what man that that shit knowing that you you made some kind of footprint anywhere yeah. is amazing like for me you know as i get older i have different reasons why i still do it somebody asked me recently i said if i had to give you one reason it's because i want to show my kids that anything's anything's possible right on so yeah awesome that's great that's that part cool. though i'm actually gonna pull out and put it in the intro or yeah. the outro yeah. we do we think all the wrestling invocation where we it's an improv thing where we say what wrestling is but it's just comical and goofy but oh. that is your invocation since yeah. you're not an improv performer but you have the skills to do it obviously yeah. so it's what wrestling baby so we'll put that at the end there yeah that was beautiful um was so great. let's okay so we're watching stan hansen versus vader 1990 new japan wrestling uh what is this match? Before we get into it, Todd, what is this match? Why did this match say, hey, now I actually, uh-oh, I have to wrestle? <laughs> so I was in training, and we, we would do tape matches, and I think it was like 2014, 2015. You know, I was already wrestling, but I kind of had that, like, I'm, I'm busy all the time. Right. Trying to get my education, even back then, and uh, which that's a funny story. Thank you, Jake the Snake. Um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, man. I could leave this and have no worries at all. And then we sat down and we watched this. And again, just that superhero, supervillain feel was like, fuck, these motherfuckers just <laughs> don't like each other. And then I found out what really happened and I was like, okay. But that, that for some reason, big fights bring me in. They bring my attention. Mm -hmm. um, when it doesn't look super fake, when it doesn't look super choreographed, that's what gathers my attention. Like, I love the Spanish fly. I love people doing tope suicidas. But, like, look, man, I'm not going to say that in a real fight. Like, if I, if I saw somebody throw someone over a balcony and then legit did a tope suicida over the top, like, that's when I'll say that. But for now, these two are battling it out, throwing left and right. And then fucking Vader's eye gets popped out when he gets hit over the head with the cowbell. <laughs> he pops that bitch back in and then continues to fight. And I'm like, that's the motherfucker right there. So like, he has permanent damage from that too. <laughs> it sounds like you are like Mike and I, yeah. a big fan of shit house wrestling. I love it. It's I love just it. Big shit house men and women just doing shit house shit all over each other. We're just gonna just fuck each other. I up, love it too. Have a beer. <laughs> I love it too. And this is, I think, th this match I have never seen. Neither I have I. avoided it on <laughs> on purpose it. because mm -hmm. I knew that. Hansen knocked Vader's eye out of his skull. <laughs> you knew that in October 2019, you'd meet someone named Bo, we'd do a show, and we'd save it for his wrestling buddy, Caden Cassidy, and for episode 20. <laughs> I am stunned that you watched this 
and you said, absolutely, that's for me. Because, yeah. Uh, like, that is so interesting to me. Um, I'm really excited to watch it. They're two of my favorites. and uh, But this seems very gross. And, <laughs> is that? And, like, when, you, when, you, when you see it, you're just like, oh, damn. <laughs> it's like, so, Todd, what, what made you want to really get into wrestling? Oh, just this one Thursday night thunder. Sid Vicious jumped off the top rope. <laughs> And landed on his ankle, and his knee just exploded. His leg and just I saw it, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I need this in my <laughs> life. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the shit house is about to hit the fan here in the Tokyo Dome. Hide any children that may be in your custody at this moment and strap yourself in to your fucking chair because Stan Hansen and Big Van Vader are about to start punching each other in the fucking face. The next time we have you back, uh, Todd, because we will, uh, we might have to give us a chop. We might have to figure out how to take a chop. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's easy. Well, yeah, it's, without easy, you it's easy as fun, but it does not fucking feel good. <laughs> we took, uh, we did, uh, so we saw Cody get those lashes. So we hit each other with belts mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It, it, was, it was fine. See, people, was people, it, when, when I see people who are uh, uh, people of color take those belt lashes, I'm like, bro, your dad did that to you as a kid. You should know better. There was a, there was a picture that was on my, on my Twitter this morning. It had a belt, a shoe, and a broom, and a, and a, and a, and a fucking like, big ass branch. Talking about which one did your did your mama use? I'm like, oh. my daddy had a Versace belt. I got beat with class, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is essentially a fight to the death between a grizzly bear that has somehow evolved opposable thumbs and the physical embodiment of that driver's ad scared straight film that you were forced to watch in home at class. God, they're both so big. There's just such a big guard because Vader was 350 and Stan was about 310, I think. Yeah. And Vader is, he's cut. Well, remember, no, no, Look no. Remember, remember, remember big, big Leon, remember uh, he big used to Leon. play for the Rams. Yeah. So he was like legit. Was he a linebacker? Yeah, he got hurt, but that team yeah. went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Sure did, man. He was he on the bench when they were there? Yeah. Yeah, he, oh. but he played a lot of the time. I think he would still bench a lot. Um, but he was repping 345. Like, he was super strong. And I'll tell you now, man, as a guy who can barely get 305 up, uh, if you're repping 345 for 10 to 15, you're a goddamn monster. Right? <laughs> Tomorrow night, Iron Mike Tyson will defend his heavyweight boxing crown against Buster Douglas here in the Tokyo Dome. But for tonight, there is a different heavyweight clash, and it is Hanson versus Vader, and I doubt very seriously that whatever happens tomorrow night could possibly live up to the violence that we are no doubt about to witness here right now. Okay. Mike, you're sitting here watching in awe just waiting for it to happen, aren't yeah. you? Do you remember when you were just a kid and you first heard about bullfighting and you thought it was a literal fight between two fucking bulls? That is what this is like. Two big, mean, stinky, all oh, for fuck's sake, Hanson just hit Vader in the face with a 
fucking goddamn cowbell on the end of that bull rope. Jesus! The earlier bull metaphor was quite apt because Vader is now seeing red, ladies and gentlemen. And like Shylock in The Merchants of Venice, he voraciously seeks his sweet pound of... Oh, Jesus Christ! Vader's eyeball is hanging out of his fucking skull like one of those old-time paddle ball games. Oh, oh my God! Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, but to reiterate, Vader's fucking eyeball is dangling from his goddamn skull like that stupid tennis ball that your dad hangs from a string so that he could safely park his stupid Chrysler Voyager in your shitty suburban garage. For God's sake, someone stop this fucking match. He said he was able to see, he was able to see his foot uh. in forward at the same time. Because <laughs> oh it was hanging out it's by so, just the muscle. Oh my it's god. So, it's so purple. Oh it's god. so nasty, dude. So yeah, he went to the, he went to the doctor right after the match. Yeah, if you can pause it, you can see that it's swollen shut. Oh. You see it's like lapping. He's like, yeah. where is it? You in see that? It? okay, did you just see that the, the blood spit out of his mouth? Yeah. Because it hit him that fucking hard across the face. And Stan. Again, being blind, didn't know. Right. He, he didn't <laughs> right. know. Stan Hansen's legit like blindness, though, is the like most hilarious and also like the scariest thing I've ever heard of. There's a montage on YouTube of him just hitting people in the face <laughs> With and the throat. Lyric. Oh yeah, as hard because he couldn't <laughs> see. And people would people would like. So people said the the the, the thing was to jump with it. If you jump. With the lariat, right. you'd be okay. Oh, And sometimes okay. it make it worse. Ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I don't, uh, I oh, fuck, I can't. Oh, my God, it's gross. No, oh, Vader, he's, oh, he's pushed his eyeball back into his head. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And fucking Stan is, like, fighting for his fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was when you were in the ring with I mean, fucking Leon, man. You could you fighting fighting for imagine fighting him life. for, like, could you imagine fighting him, like, legit for real, dude? That's mm. horrifying. This, um, if I, <laughs> if Leon was still alive, yeah, and I would give him a, I'm not a wrestler. It's well known. <laughs> if I were to give him one tip in this match yeah. in particular, yeah. I would ask him or advise him to just lay off the headbutts. Don't headbutt anymore. Your eye's gone. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not a... Uh, uh, oh, you ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't be watching this. Why are you... Oh, why are you watching this? God damn it. Oh, fuck. God, someone... Stop the match. God, why won't anyone stop the match? Fuck. By the way, just since, since we have you here right now, sure. do you have a good, uh, I'm, I'm curious because you hear about Harley Race, like Danny Hodge, uh, his grip strength. Mm -hmm. We did a shithouse challenge the other day where we tried to crush apples with our hands like didn't Danny work. Hodge. It didn't work. No, it didn't work. No. We weren't, we weren't, we weren't that shithouse. Uh, did you ever, like, when you shook hands with Harley Race, where you were like, could this old man could crush my hand if he you know wanted funny? to? It was, I was so timid about it, dude. Yeah. I was super scared. So uh, it was after I had my practice match. He just kind of looked at me and did the, the finger like, come here. You need to be bigger. <laughs> Such a good Harley. Like, like, That's a good tip, too. He's like, you're a big man. 
you need to be bigger. I'm like, okay, so what do you, he gave me a little bit of advice. Uh, and I put my hand out to say thank you. I did it so slow. Like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And it was the softest touch. <laughs> So like, it. so it was like, you know, like, again, when your ass puckers, ah, oh, yeah. oh my thank God, you. thank God he didn't you know, squeeze. Yeah. Um, oh, oh God, they, oh, Vader's eyes, the, oh, it's about the size of a fucking grapefruit right now, folks. They're, oh, I'm only be able to, oh, I can barely, oh, folks, they're battling on the outside, I think. From what I can gather, they're battling on the outside. And they're, oh, thank God, they're headed back to the locker room. Oh, my God, the referee is counting. Yes, and he reaches 20. Mercifully, yes, this match is ended. Thank Christ, we don't have to watch this fucking brutality anymore. It's a double countout. Fuck, oh, my God. The crowd was on their feet, man. Um... They were into it the whole damn time, and for and if you know anything about the Japanese culture and wrestling, they're typically quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like for them to actually be in it is a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. That was that was. Uh, if I were there in 1990 and I saw that happening in front of me, I'd be on my fucking feet too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be freaking out because I'd be well, like. 600 pounds of human beings trying to rip each other's throats (laughs) out in front of me. This is a battle of the beef. So, dude, they're slugging it out. It it looks like a legit fight. It probably was legit for about three or five, three to five minutes before Sam was like, you know that was an accident, right? (laughs) Why would I do that on purpose? Why would I do this to fuck you and myself? And and I think... To make the match... Probably right. worse than it could have been. Right. And the thing is, it's 30 years ago today. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. Today to the date? I think, no, it was the 10th, right? February 10th? Yeah. yeah so it's, it's almost 30, almost got 30, it. Years, 30 ago. years ago. And we're watching right. this match and it still holds. You could watch that shit on AEW, NXT, yep. or on if that was a Raw main event. You know, whatever, and that shit would still hold. If that was a Raw made event, then uh, Raw would have better ratings. Leah, well, no, because uh, Leon's wife will come out and right. say that she cheated on him <laughs> with Stan. You would never see that though. You and now you would never see a match like that where two guys just agreed, okay, we're not gonna work. We're gonna beat the shit out of each other for yeah. as long as we want to, and like we're gonna just throw real shots and fuck it. And I think sometimes you need those matches. But for me, those are blow-off matches. Blow-off meaning mm-hmm. if this is a series of three, that's the third. Mm-hmm. Um, where that's what we do. We get to start hot. We don't have to worry about anything else. We just need to go in and just say, these two characters need to finish this. This mm-hmm. is our Superman versus Lex Luthor. This is our Spider-Man versus the Goblin and so mm-hmm. on. This is what we need. Um, more like for those two motherfuckers, that's fucking Venom versus the Hulk. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which has happened. It was amazing. Um, so, but wait, uh, before we used to go any further, though. You said something earlier about comics. Yeah. You love comics. And I said, thank you. Because in my head, I heard comics like oh, comedians. comedians, performers. <laughs> but then I, as you started talking, I was like, oh, video. Oh, okay. Comic, comics. Yeah, I'm a okay. comic book fan. Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah. we, we want to rate this match? Shit. I said that I'd look up the Meltzer rating. Meltzer gave this a, a rating. So, uh, <laughs> Todd, do you have a rating you would give this? Or, or two? Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that five big ass stakes out of five, man. Yeah. I, that match still holds for me, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I know the eye makes it a spectacle, but if even if you take out the eye, which we saw, it's still just a good match. It's still good match. even if you take out the eye, which right. happened, which happened. <laughs> you know, it's it, dude. It 
It holds. It holds. It holds so well. It's still two big ass characters of that era beating the shit out of each other. And I think Leon was like 35, 36 at the time. 35 <laughs> sits so differently in the 90s, doesn't it? It It's such a crazy thing, man. Like yeah. I was telling somebody, I was like, yeah, dude, Booker Booker T debuted in WCW like 32, 33. Yeah. Dude, you remember he is Heat Man's yeah. like fucking chiseled out of granite. He's still chiseled. Uh, yeah, I saw a picture of him, of him doing, uh, doing pull-ups and I saw a picture of Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray looks like the fucking uncle who sits at the damn barbecue. You motherfucking kids ain't shit. Yeah. Does Stevie, yeah, do they yeah. ever still... One off wrestle as a tag and and yeah, they did promotion. a tag team match in reality wrestling and it, it was it was a deal for them. Uh, I wasn't it like almost like a send off for it was because it, it, it was, was a send off around the, Heat. Yeah, the was, WrestleMania Hall of Fame wasn't that right? Same right, time? it was around that time. But Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray talked about it recently too, like why he never came to WBF and he said really he was just like after being gone for so long and you know having his kids and doing stuff uh, for the community, he was kind of like you know I don't need to do that. I don't miss the road. And he still looks great. He could just go do yeah. a, 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 so, a, a show or whatever. Be someone like, tried to tell me that Stevie Ray was like wasn't really that talented. And I was like, that's like fuck r- off. Right, right, right. Fuck off. Like, oh, oh, okay. That's like saying Rick Steiner was never talented. I say the talent they had, right he and Booker had to fight those two Nazis in WCW. The guys with the SS tattoo. Right. I forget who they oh. were, but the fact <laughs> that they went to the ring oh, no. to giant men of color and wrestled a Nazi, Nazi. guy. It's like. Pros. <laughs> no, no, dude, uh, honestly, for me, I would be like, hey, do me a favor. Play, you know, uh, all the all the ice tea and ice cube you can play over the loudspeakers and never stop until the match is over. Just be great. Just go fucking just get full on gangster shit. <laughs> Mike. Just, yeah. Do you have any ratings for this? Fuck. What would you use? Four steaks no, or three? No, five, 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 five 20-ounce steaks out of five. Damn, that's like 100 ounces. No, it's, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Top five. Math. Okay, I'm gonna. You need it. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a full five out of five shit houses. That was the. That's the, to be is, clear. That's the original rating we we came to. That's yeah. the first rating ever. Is the shit house rating. This is yeah. a five out of five shit house. It's fucking good, man. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, a. I'm gonna give it a five out of five Webster's dictionaries. <laughs> Interesting. It's Be so thick because it's it's making me fucking think <laughs> about. M- what I thought I knew about wrestling. Oh, for real, because this is this is in a sense this match is the definition of fucking irony, right? Okay, this is like what because uh, it popped out. Old school guys talk about uh, modern wrestling or hardcore wrestling being the antithesis of what wrestling was to beginning was to begin with, which was which was tough guys pretending to hurt each other for an audience that thought it was real. And mm-hmm. wrestling became guys uh, actually hurting each other for an audience that knows it's fake. <laughs> this is funny because uh, I agree with all that. And it's it's interesting because you said this in our very first episode that we never released. Yeah. And I remember it now. And but, it's, it's smart. But you also said uh, irony. Yeah. And there's an eye joke in there that I made. Oh, God. And you, didn't, guy. you oh did not uh, react to Over it. Over the head. So... So you have an audience here that is it's 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 kind of a, a weird melding of those things because you have two guys that are hurting each other for real mm-hmm. who are not f- necessarily fighting 100% for real but they're not really pulling their shots that much uh they're clearly actually hurting each other and the audience is 
believing it. Right. They're, they if 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 you were to, and this is only because, you know, it's not a thing. If you were to go back and have a makeup person, like put fake bruises and take pictures of them, people would believe that happened all in the match because of how legit it felt. It felt like those dudes wanted to tear each other apart. And then the the, the added story, which is you know somehow a, a bonus of the business, you know, of the eye. Yeah. Like it when, when <laughs> could you imagine like reading that in the paper on the subway? Uh, Big Van Vader's eye fell out during mid-match. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And you were like, okay, well, the match clearly was stopped by the referees and right. the doctors and whatever. <laughs> oh, no, it went 15. on for another 10 minutes. <laughs> Vader Vader continued to battle, pushed his eye back in his skull and battled for another 10 minutes. Like, seriously, that that's the shit that, that you know, made, you know, rest in peace, uh, Chris Benoit, you know, when he broke dude's neck. And it's like, you know, you add that into their story you weave it in have it happened in like wwf tv you know whatnot that's where you make that motherfucker a viking king and you have like mm. people bring that man out on a conan throne and shit mm. like it's a lot of beef to carry but still <laughs> like could you that would have been dope as fuck by the way mm. fucking vader as king conan on a goddamn throne <laughs> like triple h eat your fucking heart out. yeah right that's the goddamn that's viking the king. guy right there yeah yeah anyway you uh, know, rest in peace, when vader. i see Seth Rollins. Do you mean CrossFit Jesus? Yeah. Crossfit but then also Jesus. his other name, the King Killer, because he beat Triple H. He doesn't look like a King Killer. Vader looks like a King Killer. Dude, seriously. Like, I'm sorry. Um, the Ryback. Hat, like a King right. Killer. <laughs> you know, I, sometimes I, I, I watch or listen to Ryback. And I'm just like, man, you know what? I don't know if it was ever going to be your time there. But he certainly had a look. I liked his look as he left with the trunks and the weight belt. Cause that, oh was a, yeah, that was a better look for him mm. than the Van Dam tights. I just don't, I don't know why he felt that like he needed that. Whatever, pulling off that airbrush right, right now, like uh, so cool. <laughs> um, honestly, though, yeah, yeah, like had Vader came out with some Viking gear. We got Vikings right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be that would have been dope if he was still alive. The Viking rate has the like introduces or comes out with the Viking Raiders yeah. and shit. That'd have been dope. Oh, wow. They are very, both of them are very, yeah, they have that, that almost that lineage of the big guy, aerial mm-hmm. stunt. And it's sad fella. because, you know what, it's just like, it, they were so hot last year and, uh, when, you know, and then it came to NXT mm-hmm. and then they had the double name change and it feels like Vince is like, they're dope, but I don't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, the name change from ROH was bad. And someone two just more said, times when they went to Raw, oh, worse. So someone, so someone said... That the idea were the ideas were like they called them the Vikings, they called them the Viking Raiders, or they called them the Barbarians. And so we don't want to step on Barbarians' toes. The Barbarians <laughs> still holds to Vikings. <laughs> I could definitely go with that. Sounds way better. Anyway, we're off topic. And shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I yeah, I I have always appreciated a good big Van Vader match. I don't. I when I hear people like Shawn Michaels. You know, was was really berating him and talking shit about him. Yeah, it makes me really like. I I know Sean was in a bad place. I know Sean would apologize today to Leon if he was still around. But like, it's it makes no fucking sense. And there's a lot of big guys like you know, like myself who are like you know, we don't we like a lot of confrontation. And Leon was that guy. I don't yeah. I don't want to because he knew that he was dangerous when yeah when lit. And I think that was why. But dude, everybody loved him. Everybody loved yeah. him. There's that Stone Cold podcast. Um, not advertising here, by the way, where, where he talks you know, uh, plainly about his career and like listening to all the shit that he was going through. I'm like, God damn, dude, you've been through it all. <laughs> Fuck. 
Yeah. With that, on that rest in peace note with him, I'm going to give this match one out of one real good time. Mm. <laughs> I liked it a lot. And I think if there's a heaven, I don't think there is. Let's say there is. But if there is, let's, pretend, let's pretend Vader's up there. there like, Fucking A. I got a foot cramp. I got to hold on. Karma's a bitch. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bo, did, no. Bo did something bad. Vader did something to me. Bo did something he's bad. Every time he's, he's like, fuck you. Vader's fucking ribbing you right now, dude. He's ribbing you from hell. Leon, I'll, leave my foot alone. I'll kill you from the grave. <laughs> I gave it a one and a one. That's a good score. <laughs> Just backs up. You lucky bitch. Oh, uh, this has been really fun. Do you want to do the rest? Do we need to do the wrestling vacation for this one. Do you want to do it? Do you want to not do it? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I feel like, you know what? Uh, What's wrestling to you, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. Wrestling is um, kind of... uh, Wrestling is discovering something new and unexpected that makes you feel good and um, gives you a different perspective on something that you like a lot. That's what wrestling is to me right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is probably not going to be as funny as... Well, they haven't been funny for weeks. (laughs) Uh, wrestling is uh, uh, wrestling is rekindling friendships with with old friends mm-hmm. uh, who happen to be wrestlers as well, uh, and finding that commonality and and everyone loves big shit house men fighting each other shit house women too and that's wrestling baby that's mm-hmm. wrestling shit house that's it wow uh, though can you tell me Caden Cassidy's wrestling style his DNA his um shit um. <laughs> Question. Say if I had to put three people and say you would get Caden Cassidy, it would be obviously Bad News Brown because mm-hmm. I, as I've been told, I have his attitude. I would definitely say a little big Van Vader, and then I would I would throw a little Taker in there because I've, I've taken a lot from Undertaker, whether it be a small thing here or a small thing there. Mm-hmm. I've taken a few things and made them my own, but you know I also take stuff from British wrestling. Um, in terms of like just little throws here and there mm-hmm. that I like, yeah. so yeah, de- definitely those big three because those those big three are the ones that I feel kind of brought me to the dance. Those are the ones that got me to the dance floor and said, "Yeah, you, this is what you should be. This is what you should always be." Um, it's you know, it's going backwards, especially Taker. So That's a cool. good answer. Such a good answer that I'm going to leave it exactly where it is in the show. So and cool. say, Caden Cassidy, Todd Phillips, you're wrestling, baby. That's the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute though. Fuck. No, it's a good ending. No, Todd, tell us about your upcoming bookings oh, though. Oh fuck. Yeah. Before, <laughs> before you get out of here, tell us about uh, what's coming. Oh wait, wait, wait you. before you do that though. Yeah. So uh, I'm just coming off injury, man. So I have some shit in Texas coming up in June. I have uh, a lot of dates for POW. I have dates for DOA. I'm looking for for more bookings as always right now. But like I said, I wasn't even thinking about wrestling. I was thinking yeah. about rehab and healing and getting right back to getting back to play and you know right now it's it's re it's redoing everything about myself and trying to figure out who i am and what i am really and trying to piece that together like someone told me recently he was like you know who you remind me of and i'm just like oh god another bad news brown comparison <laughs> yeah and he's like marcellus wallace oh cool and i don't know I, this I, name so pulp fiction yeah okay you know, everybody knows what does Marcellus Wallace look like, and then you finally meet Marcellus, and he okay. seems cool, calm, collected, but when lit, he's you know Ving Rams. <laughs> <laughs> if that motherfucker is in Indochina, 
I want somebody popping out of a rice. You know, I was like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, I want him popping out of the rice bowl ready to cap his ass. And <laughs> it's such an absurd thing to say. And then someone's like, that's that's totally you. <laughs> that's yeah, so I was like, all right. So, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of trying to, you know, uh, sew that into into my wrestling DNA a little bit, you know, because I, I do see uh, the, the cockiness, the brashness of being Rame's characters in myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I'm now getting back to all that. But, yeah, I, my, my upcoming one that I know for fucking sure is March 8th, which is great. I have way more time to get trained for it. Uh, is, uh, it's me and my partner, uh, uh, HBQ, or Homeboy Quiz, uh, which is a good name. Yeah, he's funny, man. He's a king of pop culture, uh, so he has his thing. Uh, together, we're the Bad Life Network because he's a king <laughs> of pop culture, and I'm just I'm the heavy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sometimes we 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 quote shit and promo. Sometimes we don't. It depends. We have a uh, Jeremy Blanchard, who is a Pacific Northwest mainstay, versus uh, Four Minutes of Heat. Uh, Ricky Gibson and Eddie Pearl. They are uh, new-ish. Uh, they've been around a while, but they've been really getting getting on fire with the, with the tag team division in the Pacific Northwest. They wrestle for Defy and other companies as well uh, with Joey Ryan, uh, which I'm very excited to see Mr. Dick Powers himself across the ring for me. I didn't think it would ever happen. So. That's awesome. I'm excited yeah. for you. Dude, I'm stoked. Like, I could... Like, hey man, this is your last match. Up, oh, up, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that weird. Like when I was in a band, like I, I had open for like a bigger headliner. It's, like, it's just a good feeling, you know. It's like right. someone is recognizing what I'm doing to be in the presence of someone that's doing something really well that you want to be doing. Right, right, right. It's, it's it's always really cool to be uh, recognized for your art, even if it's a little thing. And you know, like like I've always said about wrestling, man. There's people out there who are gonna shit on your shit. It's like. If someone was to come in this room, ah, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park was never really all that good. They were overrated. They had one or two albums that was great. Yeah, but those two albums were fucking legendary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard us talking about Limp Biscuit earlier too. Hey, man. <laughs> legendary as well. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you Anytime. taking the time, uh, showing us the two matches that really got you where you're where you're going and where you're headed and where you want to be. That's it. That's it. We're That's excited it. to see Todd wrestle in the future. Yeah, because we'll definitely. I, I told yeah. you on Facebook, like now that I, I've never actually gone out to see you wrestle one oh, because man. I have always by myself. And don't feel bad. I've seen you at one performance. Oh, God damn. Yeah. It was you and American Overdose. Oh, God, I don't like that band. I know you have friends in it, but I don't like the band. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't like you either. Well, it's fine. Uh, but and, we're there. We're front row. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Because now I have right. someone to yeah, take with me. You can find me on Twitter under Caden Cassidy. You can find me on Facebook under Big Caden Cassidy. Instagram under Caden Cassidy, um, you know, uh, booking promotions, big Caden Cassidy at gmail.com. Um, I have promos on YouTube, I have matches on YouTube. Uh, one of my favorite matches that I had recently uh, was a street fight versus MV Young. MV Young, I believe he's like the polynamorous king, is what his thing is right now. <laughs> he, 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 no, 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 no. The, the, the leader of the poly cult. So he just likes having a lot of partners, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So dude, and, dude, his 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 Twitter is filled with so many thirst traps, and like <laughs> and like. So hey, good. I told I, I said, hey man, I might not be you know uh, into men. I can appreciate a, a compliment. That motherfucker has so many <laughs> tweets about what they want to do to him, and I'm like. <laughs> Like <laughs> this guy, no. <laughs> um, but it was super fun. Uh, we ad libbed almost all of it and just had a fucking ball. Um, you know, and at the very end, I was like, "God, I'm tired. Can we go home?" Mm. Um, uh, had uh, and and one of my other favorite matches was at uh, DOA 11 when I came back from another injury before, and uh, you know, just the fucking crowd pop was insane. And you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely reach out. Uh, 
if, if you guys well, want to see more shit. If you don't, fuck you, whatever. Uh, have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Cool. Thanks, man. Deuces. Oh, I love that Wardlow shit. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. So That's how it goes. That was, really fun. that was great. I would love. Uh, I would love to do more of that because it was. Tell me it. Well, tell me it because we're in the outro, buddy. Wow, it's twice now. I have to fucking mic police your ass. <laughs> this episode. Hey, I would appreciate you being <laughs> kind. <laughs> To your podcasting bro. Welcome to the podcasting outro. New, 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 new co-host haircut. Not yet. Probably this week. Maybe this week. I mean, though, looking at it right now in the TV reflection, it's out of control. <laughs> it's looking good. It's, it's looking good. It's yeah. Thick. I think I'm gonna be. Uh, mine's gonna be coming along here pretty quick. Perfect. I've got you the love length. to hear it. Yeah, you do. You know, the length is happening. See, so you have the curls, so. Mine's very light on my head. Mm-hmm. Yours is very thick on your head. Mm. So, like, mine is it's on the scalp, right? But when there's wind, it kind of flaps a bit. <laughs> so, like, when I wear a beanie, like today, it's accentuatedly <laughs> fluffier because feathered right now because of the hat. Ingrid, your butthole's right in my face. Oh, Ingrid, you got to figure out. Hey. She was very nervous. We didn't. Yeah. The whole time. Well, we had a wrestler. She was intimidated. Were in you in the shit house. We had a wrestler in the shit house for the first time ever. Ingrid, he wasn't going to hurt you. <laughs> it's this vacant stare. Anyway, so our, my buddy Caden Cassidy, aka Todd Phillips, uh, was with us. You just heard it. Uh, wonderful, regaling us with wonderful stories about his oh. 2013. Is that he said? Uh, his debut. Yeah. So about seven yeah. years wrestling history. Seven years of wrestling, uh, which is great. He's he's a local here. Uh, like I said, I used to work with him, and I even admitted I've actually never seen him live. I've only watched videos. So I think he's talented, and I do want to go out and see him. And I think. You're coming with me. I'm excited. We're there, man. We're <laughs> yeah. fucking front row to see Todd wrestle. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with him, uh, hearing his um, just enthusiasm for right? wrestling. Right? And the history knowledge he has in his head, not just like, oh, that looks like a cheap buck to go put my body through that. It's like, no, I'm in this because I want to fucking do it. Yeah. It, he's kind. Of, he's like doing the thing that I wish that I would have done. You know? We still can. We have a year of hardcore working out and <laughs> we still could but that's not gonna happen <laughs> well we're 34 what would be your name we already told mine baxter sycamore Ooh, you know um one? i don't know it can be tree based if you want to text actually <laughs> i don't know maybe like they call me michael sequoia <laughs> Ooh, that's a good name. Michael Sequoia. I feel like good. that's like an, a Native American person would have. Yeah, that. well, I, well yeah. I, can't, I think I'm like uh, 164th Cherokee or something. You I count. Think, I think my grandmother on my dad's side um, apparently um, had some measure of uh, Cher- Cherokee. My in her brother-in-law, marriage. Mike, also Mike. Mm. Is one one sixty fourth or something like, or like oh. maybe even one one hundred and sixty fourth? Some yeah, wild right, thing. Yeah, he was the uh, uh, the marketing director of the Cherokee Nation. I volu- I internship huh. there for college. Oh my god! Met the chief, Chief Chad Smith, great guy. He made me a watch. Gave me a watch. He didn't make it for me. He made it, but not for me. But he gave it to me. But he gave it to you. Yeah, I don't know where that watch went. Hmm. Really my dad sad. gave me a watch once. Cool. Chad wasn't my dad. <laughs> Chad, are you my dad? Yeah, no, Chad I'm the chief of dad. the Cherokee Nation. <laughs>
My name's Chad, and I'm your dad. <laughs> I'm Chad. I'm your Southern again. I won't disrespect Chad. He does have a Southern accent. He's in Oklahoma, of all places. So. I feel like that's a really funny thing to be named Chad and be someone's dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, da- you're a real dad named Chad. You named all your kid like Chaz. I can't think of another name. You had one kid. <laughs> Chad. Chad. Uh, I was going to say Chatterson, but that's not good. That's no, not funny. No, that's not. That's not great. Let's wrap this outro up. <laughs> we'll have the real fun. Yeah. Uh, that was just a great time. Uh, check out if you're in the Pacific Northwest or frankly, uh, anywhere in the United yeah, States. Yeah, for sure. Check out Caden Cassidy. You follow him on Twitter, follow him on Facebook, uh, and try and get out and see him wrestle because he's a very cool dude. He's very cool. He's wonderfully nice. He has got a good head on his shoulders about the business, about what he wants to do. I would like more people to watch him. I would love to one day lock horns with Caden Cassidy in the squared circle. Caden Cassidy. I'm going to say that. Versus Michael Sequoia. Oh, so you are. You did. No, I don't really. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Uh, I think Sequoia is good. Something in front of it. What about like Oak Robinson? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but Juice. Oh, Juice Robinson, right? Oak. So what about like Oak Oak Phillips? Since or, Todd's real, Todd has inspired me so. That's true, but but I feel like Oak. Yeah, would go. We're, we're, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Topi to What Wrestling Can Be. Outro to episode twenty. We're talking about workshop and wrestling names. Anyway, I think Oak, but then the last name, like something three syllables, bump, 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 oh. or maybe a three name, bump, 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 bump. The last name's two syllables, one middle. Big Van Vader would be an example uh-huh. of that. Actually, it's exactly the example. Big Van Vader. But maybe that's too much. What about much. Like, like Oak T Maris? That's really good. <laughs> Because all I can think about is Frazier. <laughs> Why? No, Niles and his wife Maris. You never see on the show. Oh, <laughs> right. But right. Maris is good. Oak T. Maris. Oak T. Malice. Oak T. Malice is good. Oak T. Malice and Baxter That's Sycamore. Good. It's also really funny. Yeah. No. Yeah. Baxter Sycamore. That's so. Yes. We're, yeah, we got it's, it. We have to we work got it. out now. And the fucking funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that neither of us are big dudes. <laughs> neither of us are big dudes, and we have to. You know what? We have to have a Marco stunt uh, sized us sized bigger. dude with us called like like uh, Redwood Johnson. <laughs> he's just the biggest he's fucking the smallest, name. He's the smallest person. And his this thing is like, welcome to the Redwoods, bitch. <laughs> And then he's like, when he when he lariats, people's like, take a tour of these woods because then people go and they visit the redwoods. A tour. Kevin Kelly's going crazy. A tour of the redwoods. I think we have a thing here. We just got to work out. And wow, get we're doing great as yeah. we each drink beer. Really, muscles, schmuscles. We just got to get good uh, cardio. Yeah, <laughs> and muscles. Anyway, perfect. Whatever, Caden, Todd, you were great. You were great. We're gonna have you back. We're gonna uh, use you to get your friends on the show that are also wrestlers. Absolutely. I mean, not use. No. Utilize. Yeah. Our we're, friendship. We're gonna ask you if you'll also ask other people to be on. Yeah, the show and with if you us. don't want to, fine. That's okay. You'll never be on the show again, but fine. <laughs> yeah, these twenty people will never hear you <laughs> ever do another episode of this podcast. These twenty people. Again. You know what, Todd? Episode twenty. They might not hear you anyway, because maybe no one will listen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe that's all an illusion. Maybe zero people listen. Anchor, who hosts my podcast, who's owned by Spotify, maybe they're just like, oh, let's just uh, let's give them a little number there. bad for them. <laughs> let's give them 20. I let's... keep looking at the metrics, and it says I got 25 views, but I can't find let's, where they're coming let's from. Let's pretend that there's 25 viewers. That'll keep them at least, you know, they, they, then they won't feel so bad about themselves every night. So, everyone, I'm going to call out what Mike just did because it was a, a holdout burp thing. But where, the reason I'm calling you out now, what you just did on Mike with the yeah. burp, because I feel this is uh, a number of beers. Not a, You're not wasted, but I feel yeah, throughout no, this Todd. Is, this is number four. Four, okay. Not a lot of burps, unless you were very good at disguising them. Like, even a, a disguise would be a burp, but I didn't see any. Mm. So, I feel like the bubbles are sitting well in your tongue. Maybe it was the Chinese food. I feel fine. I feel good. Um, I don't feel like I've burped a lot tonight. I do feel like maybe a couple of times, but they've been uh, very easily managed. Cool. I'll I'll check it out when I edit it. I'll let you know. I'll text you every time. Yeah, great. Good. Yeah, thanks. If I hear a little... (laughs) Yeah, do that. (laughs) (laughs) The kiss of death. It doesn't even peak. Mm. Good levels over here. We're doing great. We're getting better. Why do you guys fucking looking at me? Oh, Not Mike. Ingrid. I'm talking to Ingrid, everyone. Ingrid. We never even really addressed the fact that Ingrid was here, and she didn't, I don't think, get to ask her really hard-hitting kind of Dateline NBC questions she had for Kate mm-hmm. and Cassidy. But she didn't even have a mic next, tonight. Maybe next time. I think she wants her toys because I hid them before y'all came over. Mm-hmm. She's looking at you. No, look also, who's now. I know, right? Look, I had that two, was, that's the two fifth, sips. That's the fourth movie in the series. Look who's talking now. Look who's talking to. Look who's... Burping after two talking. sips of his beer. What was the third one? Look who's talking. Wait. Look who's, look who's talking. talking. Look who's talking to. Wait. Look who's talking to. Look who's talking now. now. Which is the dog show up they talk to? Yes. God. And then look who's burping off mic. Look who's burping off mic after two sips when his podcast pro partner has had four and has not burped as much as Bo has. It's Bo. Uh, what do you want? So here's the thing. Ingrid, uh, I took her toys away before yep. y'all came over. Okay. And I said, okay, I need to give her a dental treat to make her breath a bit nicer so yeah. i opened the bag and she saw me doing it she knows their treats yeah and there's nothing in the bag oh no and then i said i'm so sorry and i threw the bag away <gasps> and that's why she's been walking around by the trash can all night got she knows it. the bag because mm. even though she's little pea brain puppers she's still pretty smart and she's looking at you like you have betrayed have. your family listen everyone this is a really good episode we hope you enjoyed it uh, we're going to wrap it up because we got more stuff to record. But, hey, you know what? Follow us on all things social at Tope Suicida Pod. Uh, it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, send us any of your favorite wrestlers. Uh, if you've seen Caden live, maybe you're better than us. Uh, let us know in the email, Pod at gmail.com. I'm Bo Rosser on Twitter and Instagram. Mike is Mike from TV on Twitter. Anything else? You did it perfect, my oh, man. Oh, we'll see you next week. Well, we'll see you. Wrestling School! Wrestling School!